My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events in every NXT TakeOver, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, WWE pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it's the WNR 137 today, episode 137, but it's the first show of 2018, so Happy New Year. Dan, we had our New Year's Eve podcast, I mean, what a night that turned out to be, eh? It was phenomenal, yes. Uh, The final categories, the final chance of me getting points and beating James in our year-end predictions as well. Who would have thought that would have happened? Do you know what I mean? It, it, was, it was just it was, crazy. It was and, uh, then we, we had the dub in our party afterwards, of course, counting down the new year together. And, of course, we kissed at midnight. No, wait. Uh, no, we... We, uh, <laughs> we touched tips. We, yeah. So, Dan, you did lose the prediction leagues 2017. And can you tell us what T-shirt you are indeed wearing now? Well, I came up in my Alistair Black T-shirt and hanging in front of me was a certified G... Enzo Amore t-shirt, and anyone who's ever listened to a podcast knows exactly my feelings on that useless piece of shit. The reactions we got for that picture was hilarious as well. Some of the comments just saying how happy you looked at it, and of course, anybody go on Facebook, on Twitter, and check out Dan's um, his face wearing the t-shirt, and I, I knew personally that... You know, if I gave him the T-shirt, he might lose it in the wash or accidentally misplace it. So I took the decision upon myself to look after this T-shirt. And like I said, hang it up right in front of your face, Dan, so you will never, ever forget that you lost the 2017 predictions to me. Don't ever forget that. We have the New Year's Eve, so now it's the first one. We feel refreshed. And, of course, we look forward to it. And today, well, like I said, the first WNL podcast 2018... Very special one, but firstly, alternate intro. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. That drive the girls wild. I've got the moves. That really move them. I send chills up and down their spines. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. The headliner. The main event, the showstopper, the icon that can still go, Mr. WrestleMania. The Heartbreak Kid sure had a lot of nicknames, and over his Hall of Fame career, he also had a ton of five-star matches. So the WNR podcast have decided to tackle the first part of his storied career, from his debut in 1984 to his injury in 1998, which stopped him wrestling for four years. Welcome to the Shawn Michaels Superstar Profile. I've got the looks, the drives are cool, while I've got the mood, that really move them. I said chill, up and down their spine, I'm just a sexy boy. 
John Michael Sean Higginbottom in Arizona on July 22nd, 1965. He knew he wanted to become a professional wrestler at the age of 12 and said he performed a wrestling routine in his high school's talent show, complete with fake blood. At 18, he began to train under Mexican professional wrestler Jose Lafario. During his training, Higginbottom adopted a ring name, Shawn Michaels. After his training with Lafario, he debuted as Shawn Michaels with the NWA Mid-South Wrestling Territory on October the 16th, 1984. Losing to Cruz via swinging neckbreaker, Michael's performance in his debut match impressed many veterans, including Terry Taylor. In January 1985, he debuted for world-class championship wrestling, the NWA Territory in Dallas, Texas. In April 1985, Michaels went to work for another NWA Territory in Kansas City called Central States Wrestling. There, he and tag team partner Marty Jannetty defeated the Batten Twins for the NWA Central States Tag Team Championship, later losing it back to the Battens. After leaving Kansas City, he returned to Texas to wrestle for Texas All-Star Wrestling. During this time with TASW, he faced Nick Kinski in the American Breed Tag Team, teaming with Paul Diamond. Michaels and Diamond were awarded the TASW Tag Team Championship by Chavo Guerrero Sr., the team was later renamed American Force. While in TASW, Michaels and Diamond feuded with Japanese Force. Okay, so there's a little bit of a start, but let's concentrate on this first match. Michaels made his national level debut as Shawn Michaels at the age of 20 in the AWA versus Buddha Khan. The young Shawn Michaels in the AWA, very famous for having Nick Botwinkle as its champion for a very long time. Of course, unfortunately, folded. In the 80s, but it was there, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning got his start. And a lot of young wrestlers we see with Shawn Michaels and all. And Buddha Khan, big man, shall we say. Aye, uh, big man. He is a big man. Going against a young Shawn Michaels, making his national TV debut. Who would have thought this young man here, 20, would become what he did later days? What do you think he's looked at? Explain what he looks like. <laughs> He looks like a very young Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. He's got little black pants on, uh, white knee pads, white boots. He's got a a very short hairstyle. Yeah, very, uh, I have to say, 80s hairstyle. But not in a weird way. Kind of think uh, Scott Bakula in Quantum Leap, maybe, in that kind of way. You're looking at him. I wouldn't say in a fighting shape yet. He's still a little bit chubby as well, isn't he? You know, so... And a collar and elbow tie-up straight into an arm drag takedown by Michaels. Well, we can see by the way it looks. You can see some of the empty seats and the audience as well. I'd probably say 50-plus would be a fair assumption at the moment. And a lovely <laughs> takedown by Michaels. I mean, he's certainly uh, certainly picked it up very early. Yeah, I mean, Jose Lafaria, one of the Mexican legends, teaching Shawn Michaels everything he knows. You see how good Shawn Michaels wanted to be. Good chubby little cheeks, isn't he, bless him? Takedown behind on Buddha Khan. A lovely takedown there by Shawn Michaels. This is proper old-style wrestling, isn't it, you know? Pure grappling. 1986, this is, Dan. Uh, how old are you here, 10? <laughs> <laughs> Buddha Khan there, though. Cheating on this young Sean Michaels. Brudy kind of got him all. Big right hand again. Referee saying, come on, those fists. Look how loose them ring ropes are. Look how empty those seats are. Look how tattoo-less Michaels is. I know he's only got a couple of tattoos now, but... Look how unhairy he is as well. Rolling up Sean Michaels. I hope he finishes him with a sweet chin music <laughs> and tunes up the band as well. Shoulders are down. The referee's looking for a count, but Michaels keeps lifting his shoulders up. A lovely escape by Michaels. Sending Buddha Khan to the mat. Buddha Khan, you the man. Khan. Buddha Khan. Yeah, Sean Michaels sending him 
away and he's got that kind of serious look on his face. He wants to make an impression here in the AWA. How many years ago is this? It is 31. 32. 32 years ago. <laughs> Only at the start of 28. Yeah, but now. still. 31 to 32 years <laughs> ago. Depending on where you're listening to it. Then again, you could be listening to it in eight years' time. It'll be 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's the weird... I'm old. Anyway, Shawn Michaels now has got the arm of this big man. Crowd's going wild. It's all nice leapfrog by Shawn Michaels. And a beautiful drop kick. Oh, but Budokan goes on the apron. Budokan, <laughs> what the referee's saying. loose them ring ropes are. Okay, well, well it's, it's, it's dangerous, I know. Certainly not going to be seeing those springboards. Not at the moment. Or even top rope manoeuvres. We don't know what Shawn Mike, this young Shawn Michaels could pull out. Oh, now in the corner with the punches. Michaels going up to the top rope. Oh, my word. And a lovely moonsault landing on his feet. Lovely back body drop there by Michael sending Budokan to the mat. Switching music! <laughs> all right, Dan, calm down. <laughs> calm down, you mark. And now Shawn Michaels all the way to the top. Oh! Frog splash. One, two, three. How about that then, Dan? Did he show flashes there? He did indeed, yes. Especially with the switching music. Yeah, a super kick at the end and a beautiful flying splash. Must have flown three quarters away across the ring and Shawn Michaels makes his uh, national television debut. So he moved on. He teamed with Marty Jannetty, billed as the Midnight Rockers. The Midnight Rockers won the AWA Tag Team Championship. In 1987, the Rockers were signed by a competing promotion, the World Wrestling Federation. They were fired from the WWF two weeks later for a bar incident, a misunderstanding according to Michael's biography. They then returned to AWA, where they won the AWA tag team titles for a second time, but were re-signed by the WWF a year later. Well, the Rockers re-debuted at WWF July 7th, 1988. Due to WWF chairman Vincent Mann's desire to have his performers carry WWF exclusive ring names, Michaels and Jeanette were renamed simply as the Rockers. The team proved popular with both children and women and was a mid-card stalwart of television and pay-per-view shows for the next two years. So now we're going to focus on a couple of Rockers matches. And first, Saturday night's main event, November 1989, and it is November 25th, two out of three Falls matches, Brain Busters is the Rockers. And the Brain Busters were better known as two of the four horsemen, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Weirdly, this is their last match as a team. And look at the difference now. First off, in just a setting where they are, you can tell... The WFR, the show at this time, can't you, in the 80s? Most definitely, yeah. When you move up and you just see the kind of difference in look of the event. And now Marty Jannetty and uh, Shawn Michaels. I don't, what you thought of Mike? What's your thoughts on Marty Jannetty? <laughs> I never really asked you about that. I don't know. I, I wasn't overly impressed by Marty Jannetty. But, again, you know, he worked really well as a, as a tag team with Michaels. Yeah, you know, you can't really fault him. They was very energetic, high-flying Certainly, uh, very good for their for the era. Yes, yeah. Exactly. I mean, people are very, very fond of the Rockers and the impact they had, and that's why we're going to focus on them now for a little bit because uh, this is kind of what got Shawn Michaels. They kind of noticed in the WF, you know, especially someone his size teaming up with Jannetty gave him kind of weirdly more of a chance. And we talk about the Brain Bus. We see Bobby Heenan now with uh, Tully and Arn. I mean, these guys are big guys in both ways, you know, not in just in size, but in just kind of star pa- talent they were. 
in WCW and how big they were. You know, part of the Four Horsemen, but one of the biggest groups there with Flair. And now they come over here and they're wrestling like people the size of the Rockers. So we're going to see how good the matchup is. Bobby Heenan not happy with the Brainbusters. So here we go. We're going to see this match and Heenan not happy. But we're going to look at Shawn Michaels quickly. Just explain his look. We just saw him in the last match, Dan. And can you explain what he looks like right now? Well, he's, uh, I think he's certainly a bit more chiselled. Got long blonde hair now, which is uh, slightly curly. And he's wearing fluorescent green trunks. Well, not trunks, but trousers with leopard print. Uh, sorry, zebra print boots. Yeah. And white boots with uh, tassels coming off them and uh, some nice wrist tape. It is, and it's the Rockers looking at it, and Shawn Michaels definitely got it. And with Marty Gillette, you talk about not being a huge fan. I remember going to a UK show when I was a kid and being in the crowd and uh, someone behind me when Marty Gillette, they said to his mate, like, do you know that Marty Gennetti, uh used to be with Shawn Michaels? He goes, what? Nah. He goes, yeah, and he was uh, like maybe considered better than Shawn Michaels at that point in time. I turn around and go, is that, is that true? And I was like, well, yeah, it is. And we watched him. Weren't a bad match. And I think Jeanette was quite talented. The problem is he never got over leaving. He got caught, you know what I mean? Like, he couldn't escape that gimmick. And plus, we talk about personal demons. You know, Jeanette suffered big time. He had time. some demons. Well, we talked about Jeanette <laughs> recently, didn't we? About, you know, uh, having problems with his daughter. So we were like... Indeed, yes. <laughs> and the Rockers with the quick fall there, they, they get a 1-0 lead after a bit of interference by Arn, Arn Anderson helping his uh, partner uh, hurting Gennetti. Michael's jumped over Blanchard, took out Arn Anderson and uh, Gennetti rolled up for the first quick pinfall. Oh my God, so already they're in the lead. Great bit of teamwork there by the Rockers. They're in their prime at this point in time, aren't they, you know? They make a perfect team, Marty Gennetti and Shawn Michaels. There is no problems between them whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't see any in the future. No, these two are going to go along to be one of the greatest tag teams ever. Well, did they lose the first four after not following directions from an enraged Heenan? Who then left the ringside area? I think that's what Heenan's saying. Well, Arn Anderson and Blanchard are both arguing with Bobby the Brain. And they don't see the Rockers behind them. Quick roll up by both of the Rockers. Arn Anderson and Blanchard both kick out. Ah, double leapfrog by the Rockers and twin super kick. Sending uh, the brain busters scurrying away out the ring. And talking of scurrying away, the weasel is making his way up the ramp after being disrespected by his tag team. And Arn Anson's frustrated about the whole thing. Grabs Shawn Michaels and the colour of the tie-up and Heenan said he's finished with them. Shawn Michaels and Arn Anson traded punches. It's good to know they wrestled each other as well, isn't it? You know how... Michaels and Anderson. Yeah, legendary Anson was. A lovely hip-lock takedown. Beautiful, off the ropes. And we can run a takedown with the punches. So that means Michaels wrestled three out of the four horsemen. <laughs> oh, and Heenan saying, no, be away with you. The Rockers perfect double-team moves on the Brainbusters. They are very crisp and both in sync with each other. And now they're double hip toss, elbow drop down. And they both tip up and nip up at the same time. Leland, classic Leland. round the curtain. Yeah. Make sure you know he's gone. Tully comes in, but it's get caught. Oh, atomic drop attempt. But Blanchard misses. Uh, Marty goes for an atomic drop on Marty Gennetti. But Gennetti, with the lovely uh, flips out backwards, tags in Michaels. Oh, with a lovely running knee lift. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. But Blanchard kicks out. Ah. 
This is a much faster pace than maybe many would be expecting at this time. Michael's looking like he's going, what, head scissors? Yes, but gets caught, hung up the top rope. Uh, a bit of an assist there from um, Arn Anderson, and Blanchard gets the cover. Yeah, well, and yeah, a very quick, isn't it? A very quick match at the moment in time. A lot quicker than the first one we saw. We go to an ad break, and we're back on uh, SNME. Jesse the Body Ventura interviewing Bobby Heenan backstage. Oh, and I think Shawn Michaels might be seriously hurt there. He hung off that top rope. Might have crushed his larynx. Janetti trying to help out his partner, but <coughs> Blanchard, well, Arn Anderson with a distraction. Blanchard straight in on the punches. They want to try and capitalise on Michael's injury as quickly as they can, I suppose. And they do. Arn Anderson gets a tag in after a double team move. They're just going to work down on Shawn Michaels. Boom! <laughs> Double A spine buster. Go for the cover. This is it, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but Janetti breaks up the pin attempt with a lovely punch to the head of Anderson. And now Michaels struggling to get the corner, but Anderson's on top. And again, going for the cover. I, I used to like this move. I, I like, realised it was like silly. Well. It was strength by Shawn. Get his shoulders off the mat. Crowd responding as well. And Michaels there with a waist lock. Turns into a oh. move that doesn't work. Michaels lands on the middle rope but gets a punch in the face by Blanchard. And Anderson dropping the knee straight on the face of Michaels. Tully's in over the top rope and just jumps straight on Michaels. Goads Janetti to coming into the ring. And while Janetti's distracted by, well, distracting the ref, he throws Michaels out to the slightly thicker than wafer thin mats yeah, on the yeah, outside. And Anderson there smirking on the apron. James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile upon his face. And he's got Shawn Michaels in his hands. The referee's saying, hey, get off him. Tully's going to throw Shawn into the ring post. Oh, but Michaels blocks it and bounces Blanchard's head straight off the top turnbuckle. Flying crossbody. Oh, but Blanchard managing to kick out. Gets uh-huh. a tag to Anderson. Grabs Michaels' leg before he can get across the Janetti. Right, it's brilliant work by Arn Anderson there. Stopping Shawn getting, from getting a tag. Now Shawn's got to try and move all of Arn Anderson's body weight to get in. Well, this is the beginning of the end for the Rockers. I mean, you know, he didn't need to punch on Anderson's <laughs> face for him to go headbutting Michaels. Could have busted his nose. Well, that's exactly what happened. Michael's now further away than ever. He's got Arn Anderson in between him. Can Sean get the tag? Oh, goes between Anderson's legs, gets the tag to Janetti. Janetti gets the hot tag, comes in, takes out both of the brain busters. Drop kick to Anderson, but Blanchard from behind slows down Janetti's momentum. Irish whip, ducks under the... Clothesline attempt from the pair of them. Michael grabs Tully Blanchard. Oh. But Arn Anderson's smashing the back of Janetti's head. And Michaels gets thrown into the ring post. And that looks like Tully Blanchard might be looking to go up. Arn Anderson's got him in position. Michaels with a big right hand crutching Blanchard. He falls down to the way for Finn Matz below. Arn Anderson's... Oh, went for the power driver, but Michaels diving across Bunny. Gets the cover and the Rockers get the victory. <laughs> And the Rockers win here on Saturday night main event. And what do you think of that match? It was a lot better than the first match. Very high paced. I think I think it was a great tag team match. I think it was really good. Really, they talk about ahead of its time. I think that there kind of reminded me of like this year with rival DIY, like a proper tag team match. You know, yeah, two teams being a part of it. Brilliant. And that is the Rockers on Saturday night's main event. All right, so up next, Michaels headlined his first pay-per-view for the WWF when the Rockers were involved in a 4-on-4 Survivor Series match main event of the 1989 Survivor Series. 
So the next match we're going to watch is from Survive Series 1989. It's the Ultimate Warriors, obviously the Ultimate Warrior with Jimmy Anvil, Nineheart, and the Rockers, Shawn Michaels, Mike Gennetti, versus the Heenan family, Bobby Heenan, Andre Giant, Haku, and Arn Anderson. This is Shawn Michaels' first main event of a pay-per-view. So here comes Shawn Michaels, and a couple of weeks after we've just seen Saturday Night's main event. So he's got exact same look, but he's in now. <laughs> I mean, Job kicks Haku and Arn Anderson out the ring. But they get caught by Andre the Giant, who bounces the Rockers' heads together. And that's Bobby Heenan, who's just gone to the outside. He's actually wrestling in this one. It is Heenan's family. And Jimmy Anvil and Ironhead getting fucked up here. We're, we haven't seen a lot of Andre the Giant, but what we've seen has not been good. The high-energy ultimate warrior making his way to the ring. Warrior's in. Oh, and he's just eliminated Andre the Giant from the Royal Rumble. It's certainly <laughs> full of energy. This is what killed Andre. Uh, take the clothes on on the outside. <laughs> Not many people know that. And Andre's been counted out. Uh-oh, this is trouble now for Heenan. And what can they do? Now it's only Haku and Arn Anson. And a huddle from the Warrior team. Oh, Warrior tags him, Jim the Anvil, Nineheart. Mighty Genetic keeps touching his nose. Haku in now. And Haku now working over Jim the Anvil, Nineheart. And Haku and Jim trading blows. Arn Anson tags in. Two on four, basically, because Heenan's not going to get in there at the moment. He's wearing a much smaller singlet, the same as Andre the Giant. Yeah, it's Andre the Giant's old singlet. Oh, now Bobby the Brain's getting involved. Oh, cheap shot. The Rock is trying to get in. Warrior's made his way round to the Heenan family side. Gets told off by... Is that junior referee L. Hebner? It might be. I think it's Shane McMahon at ringside. <laughs> no, it is, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shane McMahon was the referee back in the days. Oh, Haku just pinned Jim. Shawn Michaels has come in. And Warrior just Warrior just can't keep still on the outside of the ring. He's pacing. I think he's on something. <laughs> well, Haku just shoulder blocks. Shawn Michaels down. Michaels with the leapfrog. Oh, looking to flip Haku over. Haku stopped. Look, going for a headbutt. Warrior's certainly turbocharged up. Quick succession of tags there between Janetti and Michaels. Taking turns of twisting the arm of Haku. Oh, now he's got Shawn Michaels tagged in. <laughs> warrior pushing Michaels <laughs> off. He's giving her extra projector, isn't he? And now Janetti and, and Michaels working on Haku. Would you stop? Janetti dodges the clothesline. Michaels gets hit. Janetti looking for a flying crossbody, but gets caught by Haku. Michaels with the assist and a drop kick. One, two. Oh, oh but Haku managing to kick out. Janetti uh, goes back to the arm, heaning pacing as well. Warrior pacing twice as much. Yeah, Anderson gets a tag in. Well, Janetti ducking down, sir. Anderson would jump over the top of him. But Anderson dropping straight on top of him and just taking him out. Haku in now. Double team Janetti. But Janetti gets caught by Michaels. Dual super kick from the pair. Sands on Anderson out. And now Haku is rocked. Lovely spinning back elbow by Janetti. Goes for the cover. But Haku with the kick out. Uh, just shows how powerful and tough Haku is. And now the Warriors in. The energetic Warriors in. Backdrop to Haku. Misses the elbow though. Oh, and Arn Anson in now. Got the eye out. Well, did have, but only for two seconds. Warrior has pulled off Arn Anson's arm and hit him over the head with it. Mike Janetti attaches it back into place. Anderson trying to take Janetti down, but Janetti nipping straight up and staying to work on that arm. But very technically, Arn Anderson takes him down, gets the tag to Haku. Mike Janetti, Irish whip Haku, but oh... Haku sidestep, Janetti hit nothing but turnbuckle there. And now Bobby the Brain wants in. And now look at Heenan beating up Janetti. <laughs> Gets one move in and takes straight out to Arn Anderson. 
We've got to wonder how much Haku and um, Arnaz have taken out of them. Well, they certainly still got it. Haku with a lovely kick there. One, two. Oh, but Janetti managing to kick out. Uh, now Heenan wants again. to come in. Yeah, Heenan again. Look at him stomping the mud hole. Walking it dry. Drops a knee across the chest. One, two. Heenan got the victory. Yeah, Heenan pinned Marty Janetti with a big knee to the face. And that's what killed Marty Janetti's <laughs> career. And now Warrior's going to beat him up. Warrior's just throwing Janetti yeah, out. You mean oh. nothing to me now. Catches on Anderson and he's going to squeeze the life out of him. Bear hug. Barn Anderson with a rake to the eyes, managing to get out. Oh, and Warrior grabs Haku. Straight into a bear hug for him. He's got to go to the eyes too, I think, James. And Warrior with the tag into Michaels, goes for the cover too. Oh, but Haku managing to kick out. Uh, oh, Haku raked to Michael's eyes. Throws him to slightly thicker than wafer thin mats below. <laughs> oh, Warrior helping Michaels get back up and just throws him in the ring. See, sure, Michael's in trouble. Of course, Janetti's already been eliminated. Michael's, oh, flipping over the top of Arn. Oh, lovely truck toehold taking Arn down and just rubbing his bald head across the mat. And he's looking in the wrong part of town here for the tag. Runs right into the oh, Warrior. he gets a big chest bump from the Warrior. And now Michael's tags in the ultimate one. Both men with big right hands take the Enforcer down. I think it's credible to think that, I don't worry how big a star he was here, but what Shawn Michaels would become at this time... He's just like a, any tag team partner. Do you know what I mean? Who would have thought? He's just like an extra. Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought what he would become right now? And what... Team Heenan still with three members remaining, just the two on Team Warrior. Yeah, unbelievably. Heenan getting a pin earlier as well, so he might be a dangerous man to win this. Oh, and the Warrior throwing Michaels on top of Arn Anderson, but oh, Anderson managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Arn Anderson and Haku have taken over now. Chopped to Michael's chest and bouncing him off the top turnbuckle. Haku's now working over the HBK. Oh, Haku there, jumping onto the second turnbuckle, springboarding off. And Michael's with an assist. The diving crossbody lands on Haku and gets the elimination. Haku's gone. They're kind of shocked there. Who would have thought he would have been eliminated? Arn Anderson eliminating Michaels from the Royal Rumble, throwing him over the top rope. But, of course, this is Survivor Series. Heenan. Oh, my God, Heenan. Going up to the top oh, on the outside. Is, this is extreme. No, getting scared of heights. <laughs> and climbing back down again quite gingerly. Now Arn Anderson bringing Shawn Michaels in. Of course, this is Shawn Michaels' first pay-per-view main event. As part of the Rockers going to Sunset Flip over. Oh, Arn Anderson trying to get the tag. Oh. But unable to make it to Heenan. Oh, Heenan saying, no, I don't want to tag in, do I? Heenan very animated, saying he don't want to tag Anderson back towards <laughs> Michaels, saying, no, go on, you finish it, my friend. Oh, now Heenan's going to come in, Michaels. He's a bit dreary. Bobby Heenan versus Shawn Michaels, eh? Who would have thought it? Uh-oh. Shawn fighting back. Oh, and Heenan <laughs> falling over towards uh, Arn Anderson and managing to get the tag out. Looks like both men bumped heads then. Again, the warrior, but I don't think Heenan would want to be in there with the ultimate one. He doesn't even want to be in there with HBK, let alone anyone else. Warrior desperate for the tag. Heenan, not so desperate no. for the tag. <laughs> and Arn Anderson there. I mean, we saw him part of the Brain Busters. We see what a great tag team wrestler he is. Stopping Michaels, getting across. And both men making their way to a vertical base, exchanging big lefts and rights. The better of the exchange with a big knee to the midsection. Now he's just headbutting Michaels in the stomach. Yeah, just vicious by Anderson. Irish trip to Michaels, but Michaels leapfrogs over. 
Oh, and delivers a big right hand to Anderson. Throws him to the corner. Was he looking for a monkey flip? But on Anderson, looking for an atomic drop. Michaels lands on his feet. Oh, oh. and a big double-A spine buster there from Arn Anderson. Yeah, and that might be it for sure, Michaels. Been eliminated. Yeah, Michaels gets eliminated. Now it's just a warrior. But I think that's all that's needed. Warrior running the ropes, shoulder barging through Arn Anderson. Irish whip oh. throws Anderson into Heenan. Gorilla press. Oh. Drops him. Big splash from Warrior. Turns him over. One, two, three. Nice and easy. And someone throws a glove in for some reason, but... Challenging him to a duel. Yeah, a <laughs> duel, son. Oh, heavens, I'll have that later. So now it means it is just Heenan and the Ultimate Warrior. Shane McMahon telling Heenan to get into the ring. <laughs> Heenan. Last and Anderson to come back. Doesn't see the Warrior in the ring behind him. Heenan's getting out of there. That's the best idea. Uh-oh. Warrior grabs him by the back of his singlet. Irish whip. Oh! oh. Brilliant oh. flare bump. Fair play, Heenan. That's where Michael's landed from there. Yeah, Michael's like, oh, right, that's cool. Brilliant Irish whip sends Heenan out of the ring. Heenan's got some great bumps. Oh, he's bumping around like that. He wants to get out of there. He's had too many now. The Warriors <laughs> close behind him, though. Shane O'Mac in the background. Here comes the money. How young Shane is there. And Heenan getting thrown back in. It's a shame we've lost two. I don't want to be morbid here, but we have lost Warrior and Heenan. In the past couple of years. Oh, oh, Warrior running the ropes and a big shoulder barge. Shoulder barge. Big splash. One, two, three. Yeah. Well, no real surprise. The Warrior gets the victory. But yeah, I think it's more about Shawn Michaels making his pay-per-view debut. But we do move on. And on October 30th, 1990, the Rockers faced the Hart Foundation for the tag team titles. In the end, they unofficially won the WF Tag Team Championships from the Hart Foundation as Nine Hart, half of the championship team, was in the process of negotiating his release from the company. The match was taped with a rule, but soon after Nine Hart came to an agreement with management and was rehired, the championship was returned to the Hart Foundation while the title change was never broadcast or even acknowledged on television, though the Rockers did actually have a successful title defence on November 3rd, 1990 against Power and Glory, Hercules and Paul Roma. For the title was returned to the Hart Foundation. When news spread, WWF explained that the original result was void due to a collapsed turnbuckle in the ring during the bout. A buckle had indeed broke, but not to a noticeable or dangerous extent during the match. The Rockers, conti- the Rockers continued their partnership, eventually splitting on December the 2nd, 1991, during an incident on Brutus Beefcake's televised barbershop talk show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and we're going to... I. I can't find... The only way I can find it on the network is through WWE Countdown, which is the biggest backstabs in uh, WWE history. And at number one is this moment in time. Will you knock it off? I want to hear this. Don't scare me like that. Welcome to the barbershop, ladies and gentlemen. This week, there are a couple of tag team specialists, and recently they wrestled Legion of Doom and nearly took their titles away. Let's welcome them right now. They're the Rockers. Well, maybe we'll get this thing straightened out, Brian. These two guys haven't been getting along too well of late. Well, you know, the Royal Rumble's coming up, and tempers are getting short. Everybody realizes every man for themselves, no friends. 
It happens. It happens. Recently, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of rumors flying, guys. I got to tell you, it's even right here in the pages of the World Wrestling Federation magazine that maybe you guys are going to break up. You've been having some problems, but I want to get you out here on the barbershop so we can talk about this thing and get it all straight once and for all, right from the horse's mouth. Well, let me tell you something, Beefcake. There's no doubt that the Rockers are without a doubt the tightest team in the World Wrestling Federation. And I know that the rumors have been flying, but I can assure you, as the captain of this team, as the guy that has put all of this together, that there are absolutely no problems with the Rockers whatsoever. I can assure you of that. I thought Jannetty was the captain. Hold on, one thing right now, Sean. I didn't think there was one. Let's don't come out here and lie to the people. Everybody here knows there is friction between the Rockers. Let's get it straight tonight. Let's straighten the thing out. First of all, listen to yourself. The captain of the Rockers, nobody ever picked a captain for this team. We've done everything together. Let's take a few weeks back. We had a match on television. We almost lost because I went for the tag and you were down the apron somewhere flirting with a girl ringside. Hey, hey, what do you want from me? Uh, chicks dig me. I can't help it. You know. That's fine. How about another match with the Nasty Boys? A big match. I'm on top. I've got the guy beat. Now, the next thing here. I... Hold on here. Hold on one second. What, are we going to toss blame back and forth? Is that what we're going to come out here and shoot the blame back and forth? Fine, let's do that. Let's just do that. Here I am wrestling Ric Flair, something you have never done, and I'm giving him the wrestling lesson of his life. And then here you come to save the day. Good job. Good job. Uh, first of all, Sean, I didn't come out there to save the day. I came out there because you hit your head on the railing. I was concerned for you, for your well-being. I was concerned for my well-being. You're concerned for my well-being? A lot of trouble Did here. somewhere down the line I tell you that I needed your help? Did, did I tell you that sometime? I, I, I don't remember. Listen as yourself, man. Take a listen to yourself. I don't know what's going on in your head. For a long time, we've stuck together. Through thick and thin, we've watched each other's back. I don't know where you're coming from anymore, man. I don't know what's going on in there with Shawn Michaels. Shawn's got now, an attitude think, problem. A while back, the match with LOD. We were this close to being tag team champions. Something that we strived for since the beginning. But wait a minute. I don't want to put the blame back and forth, just like you said. I'll take the blame. Let's blame me and say it's my fault. I shouldn't have come out there with you and Ric Flair's match, okay? My fault, I'm sorry. I want this thing to work with the Rockers, okay? Because together, we can make it to the top. But it's up to you, Shawn Michaels. It's up to you, do you want it? I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn my back to you right now. And if you wanna go on your own, then walk off and leave. If you wanna stick together and make this thing work, when I turn around, we're going to shake hands and we're going to go on a rock and roll like the Rockers can do. They need each other. You know that. Sounds fair to me. 
away. They need each other. and that was the Rockers ending there in shocking fashion. I mean, Dan, you were a child at the time. What were your thoughts on that? Kind of came as a shock because, there was, you know, when you're, well, I was nine at the time, I wasn't expecting things like this to happen. You know, it's one of those things you don't quite expect it to happen. And, you know, Sean Michael said, yep, everything's fine. They shook hands, cuddled, and then the super kick through and then thrown him through the window. You know, it's very different. It was, it was, it was shocking. It was unbelievable and the best terms of the tag team partner like you said they've done it to death ever since then on that tag team partner turn on tag team partner but at that point in time it, it was new it was exciting and what better way for Shawn Michaels to kind of say he's going to go out on his own Jeanette returned to the WF the following year enjoyed enjoyed a moderate success before leaving the company in 1994 while Michaels of course became a prominent villain as the boy toy at the suggestion of Kurt Hennig Michaels adopted the nickname the heartbreak kid Along with his new name came a new gimmick as a vain, cocky villain. He was put together with mirror-carrying manager Sensational Sherry, who, according to the storyline, had become infatuated with him. Sherry even sang the first version of his new theme music, Sexy Boy. I think he's cute. He's so sexy. He's got the look. This rise goes wild. The moves that really move me. He sends chills up and down my spine. Just my sexy boy. During that period, after Michaels had wrestled his scheduled match at live events. His departure was announced with Shawn Michaels has left the building, alluding to the phrase Elvis has left the building. 
At WrestleMania, defeated Tito Santana in his first pay-per-view singles match after both men had simultaneously eliminated each other from that year's Royal Rumble. Michael subsequently became a contender to the promotion single titles and failed to win the WF World Heavyweight Championship from champion Randy Savage in his first opportunity to compete for that title at British event UK Rampage held on April 19th at the Sheffield Arena broadcast on Sky Movies Plus. The match aired later in the US and the edition of June 15th of Prime Time. And now we move on to our next match, which is the Ladder of Success. The first ladder match to take place in WWE ring seeing Shawn Michaels against Bret Hart for the IC Championship. And, I mean, this is... is it? Oh, look how young he is. There's the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Is it that big a jump from what he was in the Rockers to now? Yeah. Listen to the reaction of Bret Hart, though. Well, Michaels now backing Bret Hart into the corner to start off the first ever ladder match in WWE history. Sorry, it's a still ladder match. A still ladder match in WWE history. Shawn Michael versus Bret Hart. Yeah, he's going for Bret's. Oh, Bret with a clothesline to young Michael. Sends him down. Shawn Sean Michael Higginbottom. Yeah, he's changed his outfit. He's still got the same hair, hasn't he? He's got mulleted up now, hasn't he, really? Rather than the kind of fluffiness he had in the rockers. Yeah. And the trunks. It's the cocky lip that I like. You know, the... Yeah, the little cocky lip that goes up. And of course, the trousers that he's wearing. has got the, uh, I thought, broken hearts, but it looks like just like red zebra cow stripes. Patches. Yeah, cow patches. Zebra stripes in blotches. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. Oh, he's got zebra stripes inside the red cow blotches. Yeah, that's what I said to you. And Bret Hart, of course, in the classic red and black. <laughs> well, pink and black. Because I, I was looking at Sensational Sherry's fucking dodgy heart makeup on her face. <laughs> oh, and Sherry Martel distracted. Bret, Bret Hart was going to get the ladder and Shawn Michaels with a chop block from behind. Yeah. Actually. Well, Michaels stopped him. Knee to the midsection. Michaels is uh, fully in control of this match now. Looking to get the steel metal folding ladder. That ladder's a long way away. Michaels caught another big right hand by Bret. Throws him into the barricade. Of execution, headbutt, elbow dropping drop. the elbow across the throat. Now, uh, Brett getting the ladder. Oh, <laughs> sensational Sherry stopping Brett from getting the ladder into the ring. Michaels has got the ladder, setting it up underneath the title belt. Brett Hart's been distracted by Sherry. I'm sure his game plan works. Oh, but Brett quickly notices and goes after the HBK. Pulls Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Brett pulled Shawn Michaels off the ladder, now straight into the corner. Brett now punches Michaels away. And that was a big bump. Came all the way down. And the referee looking to steal the metal ladder. Whose armpit would you rather lick, Michaels or Brett? <sighs> I'm saying, I know one. Michaels. I'll say Brett. Why are you saying Michaels? Because Brett's old and decrepit. Brett is that? What, now? I'm not talking now, I'm talking about now. Oh, what match. then? Yeah. You don't know if Sean's having a shower or anything, do you? Brett, at least you know nice and clean. How do you know that Brett's clean? Well, because it just looks clean. Yeah, but Shawn Michaels might be drenched in sherry sweat. Oh. See? Well, now the ladder to the midsection of Brett Hart. Shawn might be putting Brett in it. Oh. But Brett moves out of the way, and the ladder goes right into that ring post. Gets caught up between that second rope. Oh, but Michael's setting up in the corner, looking to throw Brett into it and putting him... Putting, looking to throw Brett into it and put him out of commission. And I tell you something, they're, they're using the ladder... As a weapon, maybe people might be surprised they were even bumping into it back then, if you know what I mean. But it's a thing that did have success. Late introduction into WF. And a big kick by Brett straight under the chin of Michaels, lifted him into the air and onto the mat. Now I've to Michaels. No! 
Oh, Michael's reversal throwing Brett's shoulder first into that ladder. Sean, are you alright? And Michael's now going back to that ladder. He's been his best friend in this match so far. Should be his three and one match at the moment. Michael's the ladder in Sherry versus Brett. Michael's setting up the ladder. Brett's in trouble. Can Michael's reg- Michael's capture the Intercontinental Championship? Brett holding on to Michael's leg, not letting him go. Sean Michael going all the way to the top. Oh, oh, fingertips to the belt, but Brett pulls him off and the ladder falls on top of Michael's. And I think Sean Michael's might be knocked out of this. Crushed. Brett now going to go up. That ladder's not steady, though. And it gives Michael's a chance to grab Brett's leg. He's mere inches away. Oh, but Michael's is climbing up the ladder as well, bouncing Brett's head off the side of the ladder, sending him crashing to the mat. And Michael's with a sweet kick to the head. Michael's putting the ladder in position, but Brett's stopping him. Oh, big punch to the midsection. I think that one was a bit below the belt. Michael's responds with a punch of his own. Brett's caught in between the ladder. Michael's trying to make a Brett sandwich. (laughs) Sure, Michael's running towards Brett, but Brett getting the feet up in time. Coming off the top rope with a big clothesline, taking down Michael's, and Michael's selling it like a good one. Oh, Brett's got him up. Oh, puts him down. The move that doesn't work, the slingshot, straight (laughs) into the ladder, and Michael's selling it. (laughs) That's why he got a reputation, didn't he? Started off. You see in this match as well, Brett. Sensational Sherry's turned into the ultimate warrior, shaking the shit out of that rope. <laughs> Nothing she can do to stop Brett Hart. He's got Shaw Michaels back up. Oh, a backbreaker there to Michaels. Brett with a sharpshoot with a ladder. Don't know how it worked, but do it. Do it. And now Brett thinks he's got time to go up and get it, and I think he might have. And Michaels is down. Brett fingertips on the belt. But Michael's shaking the ladder. Oh, fucking hell. Bit of an awkward landing there for Brett. And they're still somehow managing to work around it. Michael's now pushing Brett off. Oh, both men collide heads. What do you think of that kind of move, James? Yeah, that's brilliant. And at the moment, these two men really giving each other everything they got. Sean's setting up the ladder. He's first to recover. Maybe it was Sherry screaming at him to get him up. I'm sure she's got a lovely personality, though. She's dead now. Don't matter, does it? Both (laughs) climbing to the top. Oh, oh, and both falling off the ladder. But both men up quite quickly. Oh, and again, Michael's take the shortcut out. Poke to the eye. Double reversal there for both men. Very even at this time. Oh, oh, and Sherry tripping Brett over. Brett, look behind you. Oh, Sweet chin music. He shouldn't have turned round into that. Well, we saw him use it on his former tag team partner. We've just seen him use it at Brett Hart. I mean, surely now. Don't call me Shirley. Michael's could climb a go for the belt but he doesn't want to he wants to finish Bret Hart off once and for all it was a side suplex his finish before he decided to go for the sweet chin music and there it is you can see why he changed really can't you yes and Michael's looking at the ladder can Michael's capture gold always believe in you Michael's getting it he's got the belt oh, oh but Bret Hart with a drop kick <laughs> hanging Michael's up over the top rope in the process I don't know if that was deliberate or not, but it looked painful. Yeah, hell of a bump there by Sean Michaels, and Sherry's making sure Michaels is all right. I'm sure Sherry will kiss it better later. And Brett's going to go up and get the Intercontinental title a little bit higher. Michaels trying to get back in. Oh, and he can't, and Brett Hart gets the title belt. I mean, Dan, what do you think of that match? I'm quite underwhelmed. I know it was the first ladder match in WWE, but I don't know. I, I can't help but think i expected more i loved it i loved it i mean like i said yeah obviously they weren't going through tables or shit like that but if you think it's the very first one the kind of bumps they took boys falling off into you know onto the ropes michael did at the end and what bret hart did and this is kind of two years before 
with Brett and Ray, uh, Michaels and Razor as well. So you can see they're still working on things. But no, I really enjoyed it, especially at this time. You had kind of boring Monday Night Raw matches, and this was something that wasn't really seen. And I, 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 I liked it. I liked it anyway. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, yes. Uh, well, Michaels was unable to win the Intercontinental Championship from Bret Hart in a WWS first ever ladder match at a wrestling challenge taping on July 21st. However, he won the title from the British Bulldog on October the 27th episode of the Saturday Night's main event, which aired on November the 14th. Well, shortly thereafter, he faced Hart for the WF World Heavyweight Championship in the main event of Survivor Series, but lost the match. Originally the secondary main event, Michaels and Hart became a primary main event after the Ultimate Warrior was unable to compete and was replaced by Mr. Perfect in a tag team match that involved Randy Savage against the team of Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. During this time, Michaels and Sherry split and he engaged himself in a feud with former tag team partner Marty Gennetti. Michaels lost the Intercontinental Championship to Gennetti on the May 17th, 1993 episode of Raw and will regain it again on June the 6th thanks to Diesel making his debut. Big Daddy Cool would become HBK's bodyguard but Sean's former partner wasn't finished with him yet. Yeah, and this is basically the rubber match now. Sean Michaels versus Marty Jannetty on the 19th of July, 1993, Monday Night Raw. And this is how he lost the IC title nine weeks ago. Mr. Perfect distracting Sean Michaels, get the towel thrown in his face. Oh, that knocked him off into... Oh, that must have stunned him. It, it stunned him, and then Jannetty with a small package, walking <laughs> away. And Michaels with a bigger package losing the walking match. Walking away with the Intercontinental Championship belt. So here we go, here's the rematch rematches. I'd rather drink diesel than have sensational sherry. You would, wouldn't you? Glug 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 glug. You would drink that by the litre. Michael's now he's 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 redefined his look again, isn't he? You know, he's kind of all uh heelish black. It is heelish black, <laughs> it's the same design, but it's yeah, like I said, all black. With the chaps. Chap nice chaps. And Jeanette's moved on from his rockers days, hasn't he? Oh yes, he's uh wearing the day glow colours. So here we are in New York City, Monday Night Raw, and what's this, 25 years ago now. Unbelievable. This must be one of the first Raws. Yeah, I mean, it's episode... 26. It is, Raw 26. Look at Janetti, still got a young look on his face, hasn't he? Still looks like he's not hit the bottle too hard just yet. Going to get Shawn Michaels, who... I mean, Shawn, do you think he... uh, He's not as ripped and buffed, is he, really? I mean, he's got quite a little bit of... I don't want to say he's, um, what's a nice way of saying it? It's not defined, is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't look podgy. It just looks like he's put on a bit of weight. He doesn't have to be his best. If anything, Janetti, probably the, the smaller of the two. And being the smaller, he can get like Yeah, Janetti went for, Michael went for backflip. Janetti landed on his feet. Michael's went to pin Janetti. Janetti turned it round. And Marty started all like a man on fire. Trying to roll up Sean, but Sean kicks out at two. Ah, uh, two. Irish rip by Janetti and Michaels grabbed the back of Janetti, he ducked down. And Michaels is looking like he's, uh, I don't know, like he's a bit unsettled. He is. Sean needs to go maybe have a chat with Diesel. Janetti's got the fans behind him, that's for sure. Michaels grabs the side headlock and try and slow this down. Doesn't want to go to Janetti's pace. You see how quick Janetti is in the early going. Michaels now going to get flipped back. Oh, Janetti went for the clothesline. Oh, Michaels looking for sweet chin music. Janetti very wise to it and ducks it. And there's no windows around for him to be <laughs> jumping through. It's very clear heel, heel and face. Yeah, there's no shades of grey, is there? Michael's Irish ripping Janetti to the corner. Looking to shoulder barge him. Janetti sidesteps and a couple of hip lock takedowns. 
Oh, and a lovely scoop slam there. Janetti's in full control, goes for the cover. Didn't hurt the leg, and Michaels manages to kick out. Ah, now Janetti grabs the arm of Sean just to get in control. Michaels a bit off his game here tonight. Have all these people in the crowd been to Burger King? Because they've all got crowns on. Yeah, probably free crowns. Crowns for the crowds. And a wonderful back elbow by Sean. Picks Janetti up by his lovely mallet. Irish whip. Successful. Oh, runs into the boots of Janetti though. Janetti up onto the second rope. Flying clothesline takedown there. Janetti now maybe could go for it, but he wants more high risk. Referee saying don't do it. And Janetti's going all the way to the top. Ooh. Oh. oh, but landed on his feet. Michael's thinking he'd dodged it. Oh. Gets planted with a glorious DDT. And the referee gets a free. It is over. Done with Janetti. Wins the match there. Uh, brilliant, Matt. I mean, Dan, what do you think of that match? Well, Diesel's telling him that his foot was on the rope, but yeah, it was a, a shock win for Janetti. Yeah. There you go. And, uh, wait a minute. We're well, back We've off. returned from the break, and Janetti's punching Michaels in the head. What's going on? Well, Vincent Mann's telling us if we start the match because Michael's foot was on the bottom rope. Maybe thanks to Diesel there. Now, Michael's. Uh, so we're back, and Michaels has got Janetti in the sleeper just trying to wear him down. And these two men. I've gone from it from the off. You can see the chemistry they got together. Because being tag team partners since Michael's debut. And uh, Janetti now trying to get out of this. But sure, Michael's, we talked about the heel and face divide. I mean, Janetti, could he have done more in WWF, do you reckon? Or do you think he was just like a one-trick pony? You know? um, well, if Janetti had have done more, then we wouldn't get the Janetti part of a tag yeah. team splitting up would we no and, and I think that is an important thing in professional wrestling that anybody who everybody knows Mike Genetic because of that yeah. you you always base a successful tag team when they split on who is the Shawn Michaels and Genetic I mean he, I remember when uh, Morris John Morrison and the Miz used to team up I mean back in 2008 2007 yeah. and they were saying 2007 how, it was 2007 they yeah. were saying Morrison's going to be the Shawn Michaels obviously because of what, he, what he looked like and who he was and it was actually it was the Miz who kind of became that character. Well, you're saying that, though, but John Morrison's being the Michaels in Impact Wrestling. I mean, he's going yeah. for the Impact Championship. He's in a feud with Eli Drake at the moment and a bit of Alberto Del Rio thrown in there as well. But he's never become WWE champion, never had that success. Yeah. I mean, Miz has been a constant for 10 years, hasn't he, on the WWE television. And to have the success that Miz has, but no one kind of thought me. But this is not like Miz. This is not the Miz special. Janetti's tapping while Michael's got him in the front face lock, yet the referee's not calling it. Because tapping back then wasn't wasn't a thing in the WWF. You had to kind of verb. This is why, weirdly, when you see Bret Hart matches Sharpshooter, looks like the guy's not in trouble because apparently it's a verbal submission that you can give. And Michael's using that to his advantage. And like you said, yeah, slapping the mat, Janetti is. But I class Janetti as kind of like an ex-puck. Of like, he had the success in, like, the DX or, you know, what he beca- I suppose even that Xbox had more success. But yeah. when he was in DX, he never kind of got over that gimmick, did he? Even years later, he kind of went back to that. And I think with Jeanette, he kind of never shook off the rockers, whereas Michaels kind of changed his appearance. But I think, you know, that's, that's where Michaels was different because, you know, he's changed his trousers. He's completely changed his persona. He's changed everything about himself. Whereas Marty Jeanette, you'd still think he's part of the rockers wearing that silly trunks. And, you know, he's still in the... In the rocker's mindset. Exactly. And, it, you know, even people like uh, Triple H when DX kind of went the corporate way, didn't they? Completely changed their appearance. It's kind of weird that, think of recent times, Roman Reigns is the only guy who kind of kept the music, kept the, the, the look of yeah. the shield, and yet 
was probably more successful because of that, you know, in a weird way. Yeah. So it's kind of weird how it works. But Gennetti's finally got out of it. Well, lifting Michaels and hanging him up on the top rope. But again, you know, Michaels, he went from the Rockers. He'd done his own bit on his own. Then he was with Diesel for a little while. And then he, you know, he became part of... DX, yeah, after, you know, obviously we show bits of that as well. Yeah, I mean, we're going to follow his, his career like this, but it's interesting at the time with Michaels, because of his build, Vincent Mann thought that he did need someone in his corner. That's why he did have Sherry Martel and then Diesel, kind of the big man there, and to look after him. And, you know, spoiler alert, later on, Psycho Sid replacing Diesel as his bodyguard until eventually Michaels could make it on his own. But it's kind of weird. He had the help, isn't it, you know? And Gennetti ducks it down, and Michaels going to powerbomb him. Oh. No, but Gennetti reverses it. Nice heads. Well, Hurricane Rana rolls Michaels out for a pin, but Michaels managing to kick out. Oh. But there's that bit of you heard the story about with him and Pamela Anderson. Michaels? When Michaels had Pamela Anderson in his corner, I think it's for WrestleMania. Yeah, got him. And he tried it on with her, and Tommy Lee was really pissed off. That's why you can see her face isn't really that impressed when she's in the ring with him. Uh, that's, that's good. Yeah, because they spent a lot of money. We might actually get onto that in a minute. But yeah, Pamela Anson was there. But Michael's at this time, kind of the arrogance grew for him because of the performances in the ring and what he could do. You know, that kind of, I can act the way I want because inside I'm the best in the world. Going off the top with a crossbody. Oh, but Janetti managing to roll through, get him in the cover. But again, Michael's managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And now Janetti may be going for the rock. Or the fame massa, depending on which generation you're from. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael's in serious trouble with Gennetti now. Is Gennetti tuning up his own band? <laughs> I think he is, Michael's. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> the amount of people I've seen bounce off them ropes and never trap himself, he would have put a million dollars that he wouldn't have done. Well, Sean is tied up. Gennetti with a big right hand running in. Oh, but Michael's ducking out of the way. Gennetti flying over the top rope really hard on the outside. Well, yeah, he's getting squashed there. And now Diesel. Diesel's going to go and give Gennetti a hand to get back in the ring. I've got to appreciate the mullets in this match. I mean, Diesel's there is probably one of the best mullets going. That is the most mullety mullet of It mullets. is a shame. He's throwing Gennetti in. Two, three. What was that? Well, Gennetti, like you said, hit hard on the outside, though, and not protective mats there basically on the concrete and Diesel not waiting around throwing them in Michaels does retain <laughs> well Diesel grabs the Intercontinental Championship drags Michaels out of the ring and uh, escorts him out of the building mm, sure Michaels has left the building unfortunately for Gennetti this is kind of the the biggest he would get in WWF unfortunately released in night four I mean we'd go on to uh, WCW and do a few, we saw Gennetti didn't we on the Nitro <laughs> so yeah. what, what did you think of the match do you know, I, 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 I think for 1993, for these two guys, I think it was, uh, I wouldn't go and miss today, you know. Yeah. I think uh, very fast pace for these two. You can obviously see the chemistry, but at this time, they had an idea for Shawn Michaels. They wanted to go further with it, and of course, it was like, well, someone's got to be f- sacrificed, and that's what created a kind of Gennetti partner of a tag team. Well, just two months later... in. In September, Michaels was suspended for testing positive for steroids, a charge he never admitted. On WWF programs, his suspension was explained by having neglected to defend his title often enough. And after turning down WCW's advances, Michaels returned to the WWF and made several appearances in the United States Wrestling Association, the USWA, during a WWF-USW promotion. Just imagine, though, if Shawn Michaels... Because everybody was kind of jumping ship back then. 
if Shawn Michaels had gone over to WCW, what kind of impact do you think he would have had? You're not sure of, but then in WCW, in you know, in the early nineties, they was pushing the smaller guys. Yeah, you know, they was they was they was loving their cruiserweight, the brilliant cruiserweight division. Would he have gone the same way as Jericho did? Would he have replaced Jericho with what he done yeah, in WCW? Well, that is the interesting thing. Would he have been in the cruiserweight division and been having matches with people like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, or would he maybe? Gone kind of like feuding with people like Macho Man, Randy Savage, and DDP. Or would he have been, you know, one of the early members of the NWO? Exactly. Would it have been yeah. him instead of Razor Man, or would it have been four of them? It's the weird thing, you know, the click there as well, and that kind of impact with Sting. Uh, Michaels would have made, you know, this is the thing we don't know about the, the part. If Michaels had gone on at that time, would it have been different? We we just don't know. But it's interesting to look back and think, you know, it's like a alternate... It is like different Earth, isn't it? Like on Earth yeah. 6, you know, you got... Sure, Mike was accepted at WCW's <laughs> yeah. offer. He returned to television in November at the Survive Series, substitute for Jerry the King Lawler, who was dealing with legal issues. Uh, yeah, Jerry Lawler had been accused of raping a 15-year-old girl, so they decided to replace him with Sean Michaels. But he was, he was he's, you know, he wasn't charged or anything like that. And he had three of Lawler's knights against the Hart brothers, Brett, Bruce, Keith, and Owen. And that match famous for Owen Hart being the only Hart elim- getting eliminated and that starting a feud with Bret Hart as well. Black Hart. Uh, in 1994, Michaels entered a staged rivalry with Razor Ramon, who had won the Intercontinental Championship, which had been vacated since. Since Michaels had never been defeated in the ring for the title, he claimed to be the rightful champion and even carried around his old belt. This feud culminated in a ladder match between the two at WrestleMania 10. Yeah, if you go back to episode 44, WNR 44, greatest Mania matches and moments, and we watch the ladder match from WrestleMania 10. Michaels did indeed lose a match, which featured both his and Ramon's championship belts suspended above a ladder in the ring. The match was voted by fans as match of the year by PWI. It also received a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer, one of five WF matches to do so. A few months, Michael battled various injuries and launched the Heartbreak Hotel television talk show segment, mainly showing superstars. But we go to Raw 73, August 1st, 1994, to watch Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in a WrestleMania rematch. It was just five months ago at WrestleMania 10 when the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels met the bad guy, Razor Ramon, in a special ladder match to determine just who would be the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. The world witnessed, perhaps, the most physical conflict in WWF history. But when it was over, an exhausted Razor Ramon stood victorious. However, just two weeks ago here on Raw, we saw the friction between these superstars indeed had not been settled. Razor Ramon, always ready to prove his machismo, invited Shawn Michaels to bring it on. But anytime Shawn Michaels is threatened, the Intercontinental Champion Diesel is right behind him. It will be Diesel who defends the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam four weeks from tonight against Razor Ramon. However, before we get to SummerSlam, Tonight, one-on-one, Shawn Michaels against the bad guy, Razor Ramon, on Monday Night Raw. Yo, boy toy, oya me chico, tonight, you and the bad guy, one-on-one. And when I'm done, I won't have to worry about you at SummerSlam. 
Razor Ramon, for the first time since WrestleMania 10, the Heartbreak Kid is stepping back into the ring tonight on Monday Night Raw. You think I'm not going to make it to SummerSlam? Heck, I make all my dates. You, on the other hand, will not make it to SummerSlam. Trust me. Yeah, Diesel had the reins push that year. <laughs> really got behind him. He did really well at the 94 Rumble. K-Nice champion. And in November, would beat Bob Backlund in eight seconds, become WF champion, kicking off a year of reign. So, <laughs> so Raw from 1994 and Mulletomania is running wild. And Sean wants to stop Razor for getting the Sumsan to face Diesel. And Razor saying, Who do you know, man? I'm going to put you down, man. What you got, him, man? What you got, man? What do you think of the uh, the tight? Well, it's not so much as a Titan Tron; it's just a flashing WWF logo and the. I know, yeah, it's it's very basic and it's very easy to kind of. You can imagine one van carrying that in the ring, can't you? No, not a lot of uh, maybe production values there, but it's bright. I should say, you know, like you compare it to WCW at the time. I think it was uh, a little bit smaller, but it it made the crowd look bigger in a weird way, you know. So there wasn't like a huge side, you know, like nowadays. There's just one side of the three is yeah. entranceway, basically, isn't it? You know, especially when you consider like the ridiculous WrestleMania entrance this year. Oh, that that was like know. a third of the stadium. But it's his classic WWF. You hear Vincent Man, Macho Man on commentary, Howard Finkel doing the ring announcements. Nineteen ninety four is one of those forgotten years, I think, apart from WrestleMania ten. We even had the ring dolly. But you can see how important these three members of the clique were to WF television. You know, even the past couple of years, you know, Michael's being the IC champion mid-card, Diesel taking that over now, and Razor Ramon kind of being the good guy ever since the 1-2-3 kid, and, you know, the, the fans are behind him. He's definitely a kind of mid-to-high face in, in Raw, you know? Well, do you reckon he should have got the the title push? Yeah, I think Razor should have <laughs> got at least a chance. I know you talk about personal demons, but I think if he didn't talk about people that didn't jump over, I think if he'd have stayed with WWF in 96, he would eventually have that title opportunity as well. I think that, you know, someone of his talent, because they're, they're wrong, Michaels was fantastic in the ladder matches and matches against Razor, but it was just as much it was Ramon as it was Shawn Michaels, you know. Yeah. Both men pushed each other, even with friendship and chemistry they had together. I think most definitely, and unfortunately it's a shame what happened to Scott Hall later on in his career, but you can tell these two men just don't like each other, can't you, from the off. Yeah, telling off a great story. But I think you know the storytelling was was just as much in part uh, important part as the wrestling was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, very much so. You know, because so, some of these matches at the time, you know, squash matches on Raw, and it was Michaels and these guys telling the story in the ring as well as what's going on outside. We've seen the the build up for this match. Uh, it tells you everything you need to know, even at that time. Yeah. You know, you can drop back. But I think again, that's in part down to kayfabe as well playing a vital part of it. I mean, you know, these guys would never travel together, even though backstage they're best of mates. You know, they're all part of the clique, but, you know, you'd never see Diesel in a car with Razor Ramon and, you know. But would you want to see that again? Would you want to, you know, actually think of each other now? Would you think, you know, would you like to bring that back if it was certain way, if they said, right, now we have to kind of say, you guys aren't traveling together, try and bring back Kayfabe, but you think it's too late? I think it's too late for that, especially with social media. You know, we've got Snapchat, you've got Instagram, you've got Twitter, you've got Facebook, you know, and and portraying videos like with the Braun Strowman thing. You know, he played Elf in a quite a comical yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. And he was one of the Rosebuds. 
but you would never have known that. Like no, back in the exactly. day, would you? Yeah, exactly. And you compare it to the click, uh, the, the, what that happened at MSG when all four of them came out together in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And that kind of grainy footage you got from it was such a big deal at the time because, like you said, it was two good guys, two bad guys. And it was like, what, the, what these guys are ruining professional wrestling. And nowadays, you can go on the network and watch backstage things where you can see good guys and bad guys and You see like, things like Ride Along and Table yeah. for Free and, you know, things like that. It's, I don't know, it has kind of taken from it. In in such, I, I think the thing is, is suspending your disbelief, isn't it? In wrestling, yeah. it's vital to be able to just go with the flow. And sometimes there's stuff you see and you think, oh, maybe I can't. You know, Thanos hanging out with the Avengers, you think to yourself, like, yeah. in, in that kind of weird way. Well, then, you know, it does. I think that's paved the way for better wrestling. Yeah, I think it has as well, yeah. I think the standard nowadays is, is, is excellent, especially like NXT shows. I mean, when's the yeah. last bad NXT event that we had, a bad wrestling event Exactly, there? but, you know, with this, it's it was just a fall-away slam. It's an arm bar. It's, you know, a headlock. But then, you know, with Razor Ramon just slapping Michaels about the head. I mean, you know, that shows good hatred between these yeah. two. But Michaels loves bumping around. I mean, he got thrown out the ring earlier by Razor, and as he's trying to run up, he kept getting knocked down as well by Ramon. So... Yeah. Michaels loves that big bump in style, and he would do it for Razor Ramon as well. This is why maybe in these matches there would be more kind of big moves because they trust each other, and you know they, they want to kind of do that. At the moment, Michaels now finally got back control. Snap there and Razor down. That ain't just stamping on his head. There's something different that we do all the time. Uh, you talk about a Macho Man was worth. It. He used to go off the top and hit a double axe smash. I mean. <coughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If someone went off the top now, hit a double axe smash, you'd be like, what the fuck's he doing? But back then, it was, it was a big move. And, and maybe, I think, because of all these moves that we've seen now, not just selling is kind of taken a little bit of a, a step back, but it's the kind of moves you're hitting. Like, what what move can get you pinned? It's like the last match we saw with Gennetti. That match, if someone got pinned by that now, you'd be like, oh, okay. But what is... Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. the big finishing type moves, then, and then they shoulder up. And you're like, well, what will put them away? But then back in this back in this day, a crossbody from the top rope would finish someone off. But now you have to put two or three spins in there to land in exactly the same position with exactly the same momentum yeah. to get the victory. And, and also, I think with finishers now, you look at a big match. Everybody always kicks out of a couple of finishers, oh, yeah. don't they? You know, it's never just like. Apart from Reigns and Cena, where he hit with just one spear, but it's usually two or three. Whereas back in the day, now you know if it raises Edge or Michaels to hit the super kick, you'd be like, okay, that's like they're not going to get shoulder up from that, are they? Yeah. You know. But then they've got you know a lot more build-up moves as well. It's like you know you've got a spine buster thrown in there. You got the Cena, you can't see me punch. You got the Superman punch. You know, it's there's a lot more building up to it. Uh, and I think this is what vital in the early nineties as well. This kind of signature move into a finisher was c- kind of created by these guys. If you look at like Scott Hall, he had the fall away slam, you know, and the way he says Michaels with the elbow off the top into the super kick with Brett, you knew the kind of maneuvers he was going to do before he got into the sharpshooter. And now everybody's got them, you know, like you say, but with Orton, it's a DDT off the second right power slam into what well, it is, and you know, and Michael's slowing this one down now, got Razor Ramon. In the sleeper, just trying to get his breath back. Yeah, Raw like doing that in the early days, putting their main match on at the beginning. Oh, but Michael's going for the drop kick. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. And a slingshot catapult there from uh, 
Razor Ramon sending Michaels over the top rope into the arms of Diesel, who both collapsed and uh, landed on the outside. And now back from the break, and I don't think Michaels really recovered. They're showing us what happened for the break. Michaels getting caught, going for that drop kick. And Michaels, look, now he's kind of uh, redefined that kind of Michaels we saw last last match, isn't it? You know, more outlined. He's got the dark trunks. He might need them now. Razor Ramon showed him up, throwing him halfway across the ring. With the blue hearts. Razor Ramon's got him in the uh, abdominal stretch. Of course, made famous by Wilbur Schneider, everybody. <sighs> And the Intercontinental Champion Diesel trying to cheer on his man, Sean. Because Shawn Michaels got Diesel or Kevin Nash the job in WF. Vince Man wanted a bodyguard and Michael said, oh, I might know someone. <laughs> that was Kevin Nash. Weird how it, how it goes sometimes in wrestling. Yeah. And he's had a fairly successful, I wouldn't say fairly successful, but he's had a bit of a film career. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. in the Marvel film. Punisher, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. getting acid thrown in his face. Michael's getting thrown to the canvas by Razor and then backdrop, nearly hitting the rafters. That was a high back body drop. Hi. Michael's now is known as a, done a few acting gigs since then as well, hasn't he? Nothing uh, nothing too great. No. And of course, Scott Hall in the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts because he's recovering. Cause he's yeah. <laughs> and now Hebner in the, uh, the famous t-shirt stealing film. Catch me if you can. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Irish ripping Michael's. But oh, he's got him in a bear hug now. And Diesel's kind of sorted his mallet out a little bit. Even though Michael's not going to give up on his. Michael's is fully embracing <laughs> yeah, the mallet. he's like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. There's business in the front and a party in the rear. And El Hebner checking and Michael saying no. El Hebner's hair didn't really change much over no, the years. He, he, no, he never went for the mallet. Maybe, like you say, I can see he's uh, a little bit thin on top, so maybe he was uh, happy with that. Of course, wearing the old-fashioned blue referee's T-shirt with a little bow tie. <laughs> you don't get bow ties now. No, you don't, no. <laughs> Only in boxing. And Razorman's still got this bear hug in, wearing Sean down. You'll think how much energy has been sapped out of both of these guys. Well, especially Razorman actually holding the weight of Michaels up. <laughs> I know he's not a big fella, but... Oh, he's got him up again. We say that, Michael's still six foot two, so, you know, even by uh, today's standards, pretty tall. He managed to get out of the bear hug. Sunset flip, trying to pull Razor down, but Ramon punched him in the face. Got a pinfall, but Michael's managing to reverse it and getting a two count of his own. Two, oh, and then runs into a huge clothesline. Can he get the pin? No. Kick out. Oh. Razor going to run the ropes. Takedown. Sean, to his credit, gets up. Oh. oh, Ramon goes for a second, but Michael's with a sidestep and eliminates him from the Royal Rumble straight over the top rope to the outside. And he didn't, <laughs> didn't see the top rope shaking. And the impact then, oh no, Diesel. Well, we saw what Diesel does at ringside in Shawn Michaels' matches. And Michaels distracting the referee, but Diesel's a bit uh, apprehensive about joining in. Oh. A big clothesline takedown. Michael's now screaming, saying, yeah, that's what it's all about. We'll go to another ad break. And now Diesel throwing Razor Ramon in. The referee catching him, but not doing anything about it. The referee needs to say, you... And sure, Michaels has got Razor Ramon on the apron. Oh. Jumping off the side, a double axe handle smashed to the face of Razor Ramon. Razor's in serious trouble here. I mean, he wants to go for the independent title at SummerSlam, but I don't think he's even going to make it. HBK's been on top form here. And he's backing Razor Ramon up in the corner now. Now stick a move, the big left hands to the jaw of Razor. Tearing him up and then hitting a big right hand. And Razor might have lost a tooth. I think he's checking. 
<laughs> he is indeed. Vicious, Michael's yeah. just pulling his face into the top rope. It's vicious by Michaels. Irish whip attempt to raise her. Spinning back elbow takes him down. Oh, only gets a two. Two. I think sure Michaels might be getting a little bit frustrated, but these. Oh, having a warning, Michaels about the chokehold. Well, the bad guy came out on top at WrestleMania 10 in the ladder match, so we know how tough he is. But Michaels didn't have Diesel in his corner that night. No, it's true. Diesel was sent away, and oh my God, Michaels just caught a big right hand. Did his tooth go flying <laughs> now? I think it nearly hit El Hebner. El Hebner, he caught it. I'll have that for later. Put it on eBay. Oh, Razor Ramon low. Oh, then spinning around, jumping on his back with a sleeper hold. And all of Michael's body weight now on the back of Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon trying to reach for that top right, but circulation's been cut off. And Diesel there smirking. He hasn't got a cigarette <laughs> in his gob. He's just got a grin on his face. And sure, Michael's got raised down, and, and this could be it. Well, if he doesn't say he gives up, he might just pass out. And slowly fading, referee's checking the arm. That's He's got one. both of them. That's two. One more time, and the Razor Ramon's out. He don't really check two of them all the time, do you? Yeah. Oh! They nearly drop, but Ramon stops it just inches from the mat. <laughs> and Michael's selling his face, saying, oh, no, I don't want Razor to get back into this. But he has got up. Oh, big backdrop there from Razor. Oh, that's not a good look from Diesel. That's an angry look from Diesel. Now both men down. Come on, Sean Higginbottom. I think we forget how hairy Sean Michaels is. Oh, Razor Ramon, go for the cover. Oh! I've always a bit of a chest fuzz. He's not as hairy as uh, Razor Ramon no, is. No, Razor Ramon's very hairy. I think Kevin Nash is the smoothest one at ringside, if you know what I mean. Like, well, there are no Alberts. No, no, no. I mean, each one of them got long hair. I mean, like, Diesel's got a beard. Oh, he's got a beard, yeah. So he's not <laughs> so that smooth. I was thinking more chest area, but I think we're getting distracted here because Michael's got Razor Ramon up. Irish whip ducks down. Oh, hit heads. Both great men. minds are thinking alike. They are. Both men down again. And what a great match it's been between these two. I think whoever makes it to their feet stinks advantage in this match. And now uh, who's going to get to the feet? Michael's stumbling up. And incredibly, both up at the same time. Oh, now the classic trading blows, but Razor Ramon's getting the uh, getting the upper hand on these, blocking all Michael's attempts and hitting big rights of his own. <laughs> a spinning punch to the jaw. And sends Michael's all the way back. Turnbuckle, Razor Irish rips him across. Oh, turns Michael's inside out in the corner. Close lines him down. Go for the cover. Two. Oh. oh. And Mike. Michael's managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Razor Ramon wonder what it's going to take to put Michael's away. He sits him up on the top rope. Top turnbuckle. Michael's managing to fight out. A big back elbow. And now off the top himself. He's facing the wrong way. Oh, a twisting crossbody. But Diesel turns it round, rolls him up. But Michael's managing to kick out. Oh. Catches him with a super kick. One, two. Oh! But Ramon kicking out. Oh! And as you're saying, you know, you get hit with a super kick, you don't kick out. Well, Razor Ramon managed to. I don't think he got all of that, though. Yeah, I don't think he did. It was, and he fell into the cover as well, rather than hooking the leg. And he didn't tune up the band beforehand. And everyone knows that that makes exactly, the move yeah. ten times more harder. But Michaels couldn't get the job done with him, with his finish. Maybe he's going to try to hit Razor with his own, or maybe a pile driver. Razor Ramon being a bit cheeky at the moment. Uh-oh. Managing to fight out. 
hits Marcus with a back body drop. So Sean giving the best shot, but can't keep Razor down. Who's in machismo? Did he just say, finish it? <laughs> just like Ryback does. Just like right, he copied Ryback 20 years ago. <laughs> Razor May now wants to go for the end, go for the Razor's edge. Oh, oh but Diesel up to distract him. <laughs> Michael's looking to take advantage of that, gets caught with a big right hand. <clears throat> and Razor just beat the hell out of Diesel, referee's back's turned. Oh, Michael went to hit Razor with a title belt. But got backdrop for his trouble. Oh, hell, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, where's the title belt getting? Oh! Diesel with a big boot up, catching Razor behind referee's back. Uh, knocking, uh, knocking Razor down. Michaels with a roll up. Got a handful of tights and managed to get the victory. Oh, and Sean Michaels under shady circumstances gets the win. But, Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was a bloody good match. You know, it was. Uh, it wasn't the most uh, impressive wrestling, but I think it told these two guys genuinely hated each other. And uh, certainly got the time they deserved on the card. I, I think they did. I think they, it was excellent, but they're not finished yet. Michael's picking up Razor and Diesel beating him down. Sure, Michael's pins the ch- uh, number one contender for the Intercontinental title. These guys aren't finished here. And this is just an assault on Razor Ramon. Because if they didn't have enough time, they're going to use time after the match <laughs> as well. Deliver a horrific beatdown. To Razor. Well, there you go. Sending a message there. That is Shawn Michaels and Diesel. So they got over half of the show. Well, on August the 28th, Michaels and Diesel captured the WWF Tag Team Championships from the head shrinkers, Samu and Fatou. The next day at SummerSlam, Diesel lost the Intercontinental Championship to Razor Ramon, when Michaels actually superkicked Diesel. This triggered a split between Michaels and Diesel, a storyline that was drawn out until Survivor Series that November. Yeah, and when Michaels and Diesel teaming up the Survivor Series, Michaels accidentally superkicked Diesel for the last time, and that was the end of it. But we do move on into 1995, and well, seeing as it's January time, Dan, what better way than going back to January 22nd, 1995, 23 years ago, and watching the Raw 1995 match. Pamela Anderson. Yes, Pamela Anderson is out here being paid a substantial amount of money be involved in who's going to be number one in the Royal Rumble and Shawn Michaels coming out here as number one in the Royal Rumble in zebra print and he's looking a little bit better than he did in 94 isn't he getting a little bit more ripped and now he's coming out with his uh, custom entrance attire as well you got to love the chaps zebra chaps not many people can get away with it but Shawn well, Michaels not only zebra chaps but he's got a zebra waistcoat and a zebra hat to match <laughs> The greatest British wrestler of all times coming out here now. Well, we should say earlier on the card, Diesel, WF champion, beat Bret Hart. Well, double disqualification with Bret Hart. And now we started Bulldog coming in, Michael straight away, with the jabs trying to make early work of the Bulldog. And the Bulldog here looks absolutely fantastic. Got the shorts on with the tassels on his boots. Michael's wearing a... I think when you think of Shawn Michaels... You think of those red trousers he's wearing now? Oh. The gorilla press by Bulldog. And yeah, for the first time... Oh, my God. Michael's getting torn up in the turnbuckles. For the first time ever, Dan, this rumble was one person every 60 seconds. So the rumble should hopefully go quick as Bulldog now has caught Michael's on the top. And again, Michael's unfortunately finding himself trapped on, in between the top and second rope. How does he do How it? How does he do it? He's got the boot up and he kicks off British Bulldog. And who's next? Number three is Eli Blue. Better known as uh, one of the Harris brothers. I don't know if you remember. Eight Ball and, um, and Skull. 
Yeah. We saw as well at Survivor Series 1997. This is when he had long hair. <laughs> he decided. <laughs> the Blues Brothers did have actually a match at WrestleMania 11. And now Eli in there going after the Bulldog. And he is a big man, Eli. Bro. Uh, big man. He is. The big man, Eli. But Michael's backing blew up in the corner. And Bulldog, it would, I think, work for Bulldog if he beat up Eli. But he doesn't want to. Looks like they want to double-team Shawn Michaels now. Oh, Bulldog's changing his attention to Eli. Bulldog's got the power. <clears throat> oh, The poor. He's got the poor. Can't keep him done. And up next, these men are coming in like as quick as you like. Is that every 60 seconds? And up next, that is Duke the Dumpster Droz. Now, Droz is coming out here. And, of course, he is a bin man. Anybody that doesn't know, garbage man. <laughs> he's not bringing out his trash can with him. He's not that big. He's about the same height as Michael's. Quite Larger, portly fellow. Uh, big man. Oh, big man. Big man. <laughs> no, big man. <laughs> oh, big man. Yeah, he only works Thursdays and Sundays with a Royal Rumble. He's got Michaels. Comes him down. Bulldog with Eli in the corner. And Night Night 5 was a great time in uh, professional wrestling in I'm WF. Yeah, I know. Thing. It's a star-studded Royal Rumble, Dan. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> like, you got Jimmy Dale Ray, yeah. Sion, Tom Pritchard, and Doink the Clown, who's my pick to win this. Well, up next, let's see who is number four. Uh, who's number five already in the Royal Rumble. Coming out with Jim Cornette. It is this sexy-looking motherfucker, Jimmy Dale Ray. Let's, do you want to know a little bit more about him, Dan, whilst I'm here? Go on. All right, so Jimmy Dale Ray. Not going to last long in this match, but he's out here. Well, best known as Gigolo Jimmy Dale Ray. He's, he's known for his appearances in WF as one part of the Heavenly Bodies alongside Dr. Tom Pritchard. So he's been around for a little while. He debuted in 1985, of course, retired in 1997. But he's... Oh, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's 52, died in 2014. A cause of death, myocardial infraction. Shit. Oh, oh my up god. Next we've got Sion and you probably know him better as the Barbarian. Oh. Oh my god, look he's coming out here with the head shrinkers. He is. Captain Lou Albano. What's it Sion? He's coming in silence the crowd, picking up Michaels. We've already got six men in there. And Bulldog now Oh, oh. Eliminates Jimmy Del. Oh my god, Jimmy Del Ray is gone. I bet his tag team partner from the Heavenly Bodies is gonna be upset. But look at Sion, not backing down from Eli Blue. These two big men. Hey, big man. And Michael's quite no, rightly. they're big men. That's Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Duke man to the right-hand corner. Michael's catching his breath back. And up next. My favourite to win this. No, it's my one. Number seven next. It's Doctor. It's Tom Pritchard coming out oh, here. No, sorry, yeah. My one's Part of the heavenly bodies. Jim Cornette is saying, well, my God, one of my guys got eliminated. Bring him back in. Looks like a fat Marty Gennetti. And he's taken, going straight after Eli Blue. He should go after the Bulldog. Oh, my God. Sion's got Michaels up the grid of press. Over the top. No, Michael's saving himself on the top rope. Kick to Sion. And six guys in there. Only one elimination so far. Jimmy Del Rey. Oh, he's bloody dead as well. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, died of a drug overdose. Tom Pritchard's still alive, we should say, as he rams Michaels into the turnbuckle. So is Eli Blue. And it is my favourite to win this whole Royal Rumble hey! event. And it is Doink coming out with Dink. <laughs> Go on, Dink. Get in there, son. You do it yourself. 
And the crowd love and him. That's, and that's, this is uh, early day <laughs> Finley and Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming out here, doink, not messing around, going after probably the toughest man in the match. And Sion, and he, he's not having any effect on him whatsoever. But Eli Blue wants to take the clown down. Bulldog in a little bit of trouble at the moment. He come out at number two. Sure, Michael's number one, and he's in the corner with Tom Pritchard. Seven men in there, and we're already on number nine in the Royal Rumble. And it is coming out now. Six seconds left. It's Quang, and people might know him, even though he's wearing a mask here. Underneath that mask, down, it's Savio Vega. A guy who's going Yeah, Los Pericas would go on to have moderate success. Of course, would have Steve Austin's very first pay-per-view match against him uh, in a leather strap match at WrestleMania. And now he's come out here, and this thing's getting really filled up. Eight people in. We haven't seen an elimination since Jimmy Del Rey, but Quang there in the corner. Going after the man who is the, the other guy who's got mask on, doink. Well, not really a mask, got makeup. The one hiding his face. Dan, I don't know where Dink's gone. He could be round the other side of the apron. We just can't see him. Underneath the it, ring. <laughs> he's probably underneath He's probably just standing there normally, but we just can't see over. Underneath the ring, morphing into um, yeah. And let's not forget Paula Anderson at ringside. I mean, I wonder what she's thinking about this contest at the moment. And up next... Oh, it is the model, Rick Martel. Rick, and we are third of the way through the Fumble match already. Bloody hell. And Rick Martel, of course, famous for having the match with uh, Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam, but he couldn't punch each other in the face. Remember that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it turned out to be quite a good match, actually, SummerSlam 1992. Yeah. Go back and listen to that one. And Michaels in a position. Quang's got him on the top. He could be going now. He's in serious trouble, Quang. An exact 10,000 people in attendance. And Michael's in trouble at all. Managing to rake the eyes of Quang, even though Quang is wearing a mask. And now Sion working at Bulldog. Chopping him down, and number 11 going to come out next. Michael's is going, though. Quang's got him. Come on, hang him, Sean. Come on, Sean. Well, who's it? Oh, it's Owen Hart, number 11. Well, we saw him earlier interfering in Bret Hart's match, but he's come out here to he's win the Rumble. He's definitely going to do well. I think he's do well. He's coming out here now, and Bret, oh! <laughs> From behind, Bret with a sneak attack. Well, to be fair, Bret, like I said, Owen Hart did interfere earlier, so Bret getting a measure of revenge. So Owen Hart hasn't even made it to the ring yet. And now the referees and officials down here, Joe Briscoe trying to stop Bret Hart from beating the hell out of his brother. Not being very successful at the moment because of the right hand. And Owen Hart <laughs> been taken out by Bret, headbutt by Bret Hart. And uh, any love he had for his brother is now gone. And Owen Hart's chance in the Rumble in serious trouble. But already, number 12's coming out here. And that is Timothy Well. Timothy Well? Wow. Well, not too bad. Wow. Well, well, tell me, well, tell me more about him, Dan. Well, he's uh, better known by the ring names Rex King and Timothy Well. He's dead. He died. Oh, that's... Oh, hang on a minute. Duke the Dumps of Josie just been dumped over the top by Shawn Michaels. So Duke's been eliminated by Shawn. Well, he actually died January the 9th, 2017. Oh, fuck. What? I predicted it. Yes, oh, yeah, that's a shame. Uh, well, this well. is in memory of you. <laughs> well, this is in memory well. of you. Well, Timothy Wells has been eliminated, unfortunately. 
And Doink's just been dumped over but hangs on the apron by Sion. Yes, well, he, he spent most of his uh, time with Steve Dahl and they was, uh, they was in a tag team known as Well Done. We're waiting for our next guy. Doink's got hold of Sion and Quang eliminates Doink. Oh, he Doink. gets super kicked off by Quang. Quang's gone. Here comes Bush Tucker. Bush Tucker? Bushwhacker. Luke. Luke. Oh! And in a matter of seconds, Quang, Sion... I didn't, well, we didn't see Quang's elimination, but we know Sion and Eli Blue, yeah, double close on each other over the top. So now it's only, here comes Bushwhacker Luke. Oh, oh, there goes Bushwhacker Luke, and it's left to the men who started this Royal Rumble. Now that is incredible. The Bulldog and yeah. Michaels. I mean, that is storytelling, even though it happened in a matter of seconds there. The guys that started it, now we're getting on to number, what, 12? 14. Fucking hell, now we're getting on to number 14. Ha- nearly halfway through the Rumble, and it's the two guys that started it. Well, who would have thought that? Anyway, for the next guy, Michael's trying to suplex Bulldog. Bulldog's got him up. He's showing his well, power it's there. Eli Blue's tag team partner, Jacob Blue. And I'm, this man's going to do well. The other Harris, just as big as his brother. <laughs> the other Harris brother just comes through. Close eyes, Michael's. And so we've seen the Blues brothers in action and... Oh, going for the right hand of Michaels, running in. Oh, he gets elevated and he's <laughs> eliminated. <laughs> We're halfway through. And Bulldog knocks Shaw Michaels down. Going to try and dump him over the top now. It's possibly, it is the quickest rumble. And you see why, can't you? <laughs> yeah. really? Michaels dumped on the top. Ten minutes in and half the <laughs> field have been eliminated. Yeah. Michaels hanging on though. Bulldog's got him. Oh, oh, he just hits Bulldog in the abdomen and then uppercut, keeping him in. And, oh, my God, coming in at number 15. 15. So we are halfway through now. It's a man who has no neck. It is King Kong Bundy. Coming out, it reminds me of Kingpin. You know Kingpin in uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Of course, Daredevil now, the man with no neck coming in. And King Kong Bundy, I mean, at this well, time... Owen Hart, he did actually make it into the Rumble. He ran straight to the other side <laughs> of the ring, got eliminated by the British Bulldog within three seconds. So that happened earlier when Dumpsy Josie was in. She said King Kong Bundy. I mean, at this time, do you think King Kong Bundy has passed it? If we look at 1995, Dan, yeah. would you say, yeah? guess who we'd face at WrestleMania 11? Look at this 1995's WrestleMania. Go on. Undertaker. Oh, <laughs> So it's like, right, Undertaker, we're going to give you the worst opponent possible. It's horrible. Beat him with a choke slam. He just punched Shawn Michaels down. He might eliminate Bulldog here. And who's like coming in? section of the British Bulldog. He's coming at 16. And it is Mo, part of the Men on a Mission tag team. And here comes Mo. There goes Mo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I guess momentum wasn't on his side. Momentum was on his side. When he came in. Well, if you ask me his chances of winning it, I'm going to say, Mo, he's not going to win it. Mo, Mo. You're doing a Mo bot at the moment, which is elimination, I suppose. <laughs> bot. Bulldog slamming. Trying to slam Bundy now. Oh, can he get him up? No, oh. Bulldog's just not got the power. Go back in the back and smoke a crack pot. Oh, won't you leave Bulldog alone? Bundy's as wide as he is tall. And that's why Bulldog's struggling to try and get him over the top. Hung up on that top rope now. <clears throat> So number 17, up next, here comes, uh uh-oh, here comes Mabel. Big Daddy V. Well, Mabel coming out here. Mo, he's taking part, he's just been on a mission, and he's not happy. He's got a point to prove. And guess what Mabel would do in 1995, unbelievably? 
What? Win the King of the Ring. Ah, <laughs> King Mabel, yeah. King, King Mabel, win the King of the Ring 95. The worst King of the Ring in history, but now he's face-to-face with Bundy and these two behemoths. Oh, exchanging big rights and lefts. The ring's moving. The ring's moving with the impact of these two guys. Heave! Michael's just trying to catch his breath back with Bulldog. Bundy's going to go. No. No. The ring's going to tip up in a minute. Who's up next? It is... The other half of the Bushwhackers, it is Butch. Hey, I wonder if Butch is going to last as long as Luke did, and he's swinging his way down here. Bundy's just gone dead weight now in the apron. I think he's got his leg caught up in the top. Butch is going to eliminate all four men. There goes Bundy. Yeah, two feet have touched the ground. Mabel gets a little bit of revenge, and now Butch in with Shawn Michaels. And who would have thought we'd seen Bushwhackers and Shawn Michaels and Butch now? Oh, there goes Butch. But Mabel's in and he, well, Michaels and Bulldog together aren't the size of Mabel. They're not the size of one of Mabel's legs. No. But they're teaming up to get Michaels out. Well, there we go. Michaels is gone now. Bulldog saying that's a great way of doing things. And Michaels teetering over. We've just seen Bundy go. Bulldog just punching away at the hand of Michaels. Who's up next? It is... Oh, my God. It's Game Changer, Dan. Number 19 is Luger. Mr. America coming out here now. And he's got to be my favourite. And look how easy it is. With ease, (laughs) he eliminates Mabel. And now Michaels, he's been in there for about 20 minutes, being bumped around by Luger. And look at the ease of Luger. Gorilla press slamming Shawn Michaels down. Oh, he's feeling it now. Well, you've got the All-American and you've got the Great Britain in there and they're looking to... Michael's Michael's had no help now this past five minutes or so. He's going to be chucked over the top by Lex Luger and Bulldog. Now they're both working over Michael's, a man who's been in there since number one. And Bulldog's been in there just as long. (coughs) But it is now time for number 20. We are two-thirds of the way through this Royal Rumble. Michael's And it is Manator. (laughs) I was just just saying Michael's managed to save himself. And Manator, he is a shit Vader by the look of him. I tell you, he's definitely got the look about him. Michael's off the top now onto Lex Luger. And he's still alive. And Manator's still alive. Tell me a little bit more about the Manator, then, Dan. Oh, I've just gone off it. And he's flattening British Bulldog at the moment with shoulder barges. Oh, my God. Hip toss and an elbow drop. There's not really much to tell. How long, how long was he in WF for? A year. Then he was in ECW. And then he returned to WWF in 96. Uh, he played the role of Goldust's unnamed bodyguard. He appeared with Goldust at In Your House 7 in his corner for the match against the Ultimate Warrior. So literally nothing, but we've just had, as we're talking about Manator, but 21 come out here. And who do you think this young guy is, Dan? I mean, look at him here. What wrestler do you think he would become? He's uh, for, he's a Portuguese man of war. He's got a jock strap on his head and trunks. This man would become just incredible. What, just an incredible wrestler? <laughs> no, no, just incredible. Fortunately, ECW wrestler, who's had some problems uh, recently. For me, most famous for uh, being in the X Factor rather than being a former <laughs> ECW champion. Yeah. But he's in there now and he's being worn down by Shawn Michaels. I mean, Manitou and Aldo Montoya, how wasn't the WF making money in 1995? I just don't know. Michael's and Bulldog trying to throw him across. 
We're waiting for number 22 now. So it's number 22. And it is Henry O. Godwin. Oh, Godwin. Coming in <laughs> and going after Minotaur and Aldermontire now fighting. Uh, Minotaur, Henry going to Lex Luger, Shawn Michaels, Bulldog. I mean, only two World Heavyweight champions in the ring right now. I mean, Luger was never WF champion. Of course, WSW and Bulldog. Never made it either. I mean, we talked about Razor Ramon earlier. For me, Bulldog should have definitely got a, a world title reign if he was around nowadays. He most, I think, most definitely would have had an opportunity. You know, especially after a seven month Jinder Mahal title reign. I think anybody now in the ring, I think even Minotaur would have looked forward to seeing a title defence versus yes. Randy yes. Orton. <laughs> but again, we go to a nice up of Pamela Anderson, and, and she's in a prime at the moment here, isn't it? Night, night five. I think Baywatch has been a huge hit, and of course, we've seen a video with uh, Tommy Lee. Which, uh, T-bone. I, yeah, I think we've, we've all seen it on the boat. But before you know. we carry on, it is number 23, James. Who oh is it? Oh, my God, running out here like a man on fire. It's Billy Gunn, part of smoking butt guns and rocking a fantastic mullet, Billy is. Going straight after Minotaur, probably the biggest man in this match. And Billy there, wanted to get out of here quick, and he did. And now Godwin beating down Lex Luger. We've got, got to point out there's two members of DX in the ring. Oh, yes, team up. yeah. Let's not forget... <laughs> This is the evolution. This is how, you know, why you say, why do wrestlers change for? is because of this, you know. Billy Gunn was part of a smoking guns tag team at this moment in time. would become a degenerate. The same with Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. I mean, most of these are quite cartoonish characters, aren't they? We've seen Adam and Tim, the man of war, Minotaur, of course, the monster. And Godwin, the hog farmer as well. But who's going to be next? <clears throat> well, at number 24... It is Billy's tag team partner, Bart Gunn. Oh, and lovely moustache. He does it like a porn star. He does. He, he's got, got the mullet to match his brother, but the moustache is fantastic. I mean, I think Billy's clean shaven, but Bart's come out here again, going straight to Minotaur. He must have that gravity like rolling around him. <laughs> the newest members of the ring going, the newest members going in there. Well, they they say you know you got going for the biggest man, and Minotaur's certainly the biggest man in the ring at the moment. Yeah. She says, well, at number 15, of course, the, the ring was empty apart from Bulldog and Michaels. Now it's filling up again slowly, isn't it? You've got smoking guns in there. You've got the Minotaur, Aldo, and, of course, Henry. So seven guys at the moment. And with 60 seconds just to go, before you know it, the next person's coming out. And up next to number 25, who could it possibly be? I bet he's going to do very well in this rumble. He's going to stay in it for a long time. Oh, my God. The former WWF champion, Bob Backlund was WF champion at Survivor Series down where he beat Bret Hart, believe it or not. <gasps> believe it or not. And then lost to Diesel, like I said, in eight seconds. And now Backlund out here and he wants a rematch. Well, struggling to get in the ring. He wants Diesel. Look at him. He's mad. He might not look anything down, but my God, this guy. Oh, but uh, Bret <laughs> making himself known for the second time tonight. He attacked his brother Owen and now he's out here attacking Bob Backlund. Oh, my God. And this would eventually lead to a Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart match at WrestleMania 11. And it was awful. No, WrestleMania 11 is probably the worst. <laughs> one of the worst WrestleManias. But, yes, Bob Backlund. Well, it can't be as bad as nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dan's favourite. But as Backlund's getting beaten, we're waiting for number 26. Who and is it? It's uh, Stephen Dunn. Oh, my God. Well, let's hope they don't get well done here tonight. And he died in 2009 from blood clot. Oh. 
Well, part of the well done tag team, and Tommy Well didn't really do well earlier. Let's see if Dunn could do any better. Coming out here with Dayglow Tights, and I think Harvey Whippleman was coming down as their manager as well. And Luger, oh no! And he's eliminated Bob Buckland very quickly. He was in the ring for 16 seconds. Well, Buckland with that beat down by Brett and Luger taking advantage of it. Michaels is still in now. I won't sure for a second, but he's getting beat down by Billy. Oh, and Bret Hart and <laughs> uh, Bob Backlund are going at it again. And they're fighting. Oh, my word. Bret and Backlund now. Referee's trying to stop him. And who's going to come out next? Uh, we are at number 27. And who the is... most luckiest number in the Raw Rumble yeah. of later dates. Well, here comes 27. And oh, my God. It's Dick Murdoch Dan. And this guy, no, he's not come out of retirement home. He is probably one of the most famous wrestlers from Texas. Uh, honestly, such a long career. Like, we can't really go into much detail, otherwise the Royal Rumble will end. But uh, so much success. Debuted in 1965. Uh, I just, I've kind of, championship accomplishments. Basically won everything. Tag team titles, world tag team titles. But what's interesting to note, that he died... In June June fifteenth, nineteen ninety six, so about a year after this, <laughs> he would unfortunately uh, pass by. Dick Murdoch's in there, getting beat down by Michaels and Godwin, and we're just nine seconds away from uh, number twenty eight. He was a uh, WF Tag Team Champion with uh, Adrian Adonis, and it is Adam Bomb. Oh my word! And you might uh, obviously recognise him as Brian Clark, well, former from- WCW Tag Team Champion. Yeah, Brian Clark come out and teamed up with uh, Brian Adams, didn't we? On uh, Chronic in his later days, I quite liked him. I, I thought he was uh, he's different, very big guy, isn't he? Very impressive. He had good success in WWE as well. He did indeed. Yes. Go after Steve Dunn. They go after Steve Dunn and Adam Bombs out here, and we've only got two more entrants left. And Minotaur just crushes Luger in the corner. And it is certainly filling up as well. There's a lot of wrestlers in the ring. Yeah, 11 wrestlers in there as we wait for number 29. Michaels might be going by Godwin. No, just hanging on. And here he comes, Captain Lou Albano leading out Sion's partner, Fatu, or how people might know him, Rikishi. Rikishi coming out here going straight after Billy Gunn, trying to dump him over the top. He's not as big as maybe some fans remember him. And Michaels teetering over by Adam Bomb. Michael's taking a beat in this one. Oh! And there goes Manitor. Lex Luger was finally man enough to eliminate him. And Michael's now in serious trouble. Adam Bomb just put the beating on him. Well, Montoya is still in there. Yep. Being Henry bit- O'Godwin, Fatu, Adam Bomb. Uh, the Smoking Guns, both are in there. Yep. Dick Murdoch. Let's not forget this veteran might swing a surprise. But up next... It is the last entrance. Number 13, it is Crush. Crush. But not the bleach blonde Hawaiian you know him as. No, he's turned to the dark side. And he's got and a dark face paint. But the smoking guns, they was going at it. Oh. And then they both get eliminated by Crush. Well, they want to see who was the better brother. And like Crush just coming out straight away. Oh, and Dick Murdoch helped him out there as well. Uh-oh, there we go. There goes uh, Steve Dunn. Aldo Matola just dumps him over the top. We see Pamela Anson again, and she will, of course, be uh, the valet to the winner at WrestleMania, or walking down to the ring with the number one contender at WrestleMania. Whoever wins this match. And Fatou just getting his breath back. So is Henry. 
Crush. It's weird. These two would become a tag team at the moment, beating each other up. Brian Clark and Brian Adams. All 30 men have come out here. We are left with... Michaels, Fatu, Luger, Henry Godwin, Aldo Montoya, Lex Luger, Dick Murdoch, British Bulldog, and Michaels. Yep, nine men in there. So one of these nine will be going to WrestleMania to face Diesel for the WWF title. There's Aldo and Luger in one corner. Michaels looks set to be eliminated by Dick Murdoch. And Dick's going to throw Michaels over the top rope. Michaels is holding on. He gets saved. By Lex Invertedly by Lex Luger. Yeah, Lex Luger there going, no, I like him. Bulldog's still in there, <clears throat> showing his stamina. And Michael's now going to the Luger, who just saved him. And it, Fatou now playing with his dick in the corner. Adam Bomb's just looking at the action, because Aldo and Godwin and crushing Bulldog. So he's got nothing to do. Well, the King just saying there that Luger saving Michael's a stupid idea. And, and he was right about that. Well, Fatou might be going. I know he's working over Michael's, yeah. I've never seen Dick with the headbutts before, but... Don't forget, sake about Fatu. He's got a Samoan head. <laughs> yeah, so ain't Samoan anywhere, is it? And Dick hurt himself there trying to headbutt Fatu. And Luger doing it as well. Will you stop trying to headbutt Samoan? And uh, Fatu headbutts him. Oh, there goes Adam Bomb by Crush. And Crush saying you still want some. And Bulldog from behind trying to lift Crush over. And now Fatu helping him out. And now Fatu, oh. Oh, no. He f- Crush thought he'd eliminated him, but Fatu rolls in under the bottom rope. And Fatu taking it down with the punches. Oh, big super kick there to the face. Oh. Michael goes Aldo Montoya. Oh, Dick now going to get rid of Michaels. And what? Lex Luger's saving Michaels again. Why are you doing it? Well, I don't know why Lex Luger did that for, but Michaels is ever so grateful. He is indeed. Oh, oh my God. Fatu gets turned inside out by Crush. And that could be it for Fatu now. Crush sends him over the top. And he doesn't come back in. And, and I tell you, left with the last six. Six left. But I tell you, that Crush has been very impressive. He's coming out here at number 30. He's got a couple of eliminations to his name. Might be a favourite in this one. And Dick Murdoch, to his credit, showing his veteran uh, ability, I suppose, to still be in there. No, stay in the centre of oh, the ring. a lovely drop kick there on Henry Godwin. You don't see many dicks dropping drop, drop kicks, do you? you know, apart from Enzo. Drop kick dick. And now he's got Godwin up. He's going for the aeroplane, helicopter spin. Uh, Michael's walking into spin. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that was coming. Oh. Oh. And Godwin managing to eliminate Dick Murdoch and managed to keep himself in the match. That was great athletic athleticism there by Godwin to hang on. That was brilliant athleticism. And funny for Michael just to walk into that kick. But now, final five. Crash, Bulldog, Luger, Henry Godwin and Shawn Michaels. That's not a bad fire considering the 30 names we've had in this rumble. Well, Bulldog yeah. and Luger look set to be teaming up together. Michaels comes running across, attacking Lex Luger. And Bulldog trying to get Crush over the top and Godwin now stopping Luger. Michael, or Luger helped out Michaels earlier. Now Michaels wants to get rid of Lex. And Crush grabbing out of Bulldog's head so he can't get tipped over the top. Michaels going to knock out Bulldog. Helping Crush. <laughs> Irish rip by Henry Godwin to Luger. Oh, but he runs into Luger's foot. And what a huge clothesline by Lex Luger taking Godwin down. But headbutt by Godwin stopping Luger. He's going to clothesline him over the top. No, Henry Godwin is gone. Now just four men re- remain. And that was brilliant by Lex Luger. They're dodging Godwin. Michaels. Re- it's Lex Luger now going after Crush and Michaels. I think Lex Luger's going to win it. It's either going to be Crush or Lex Luger. I think he's going to win this. Godwin can't believe he's been eliminated. Bulldog getting caught with the right hand there by Sean. 
Uh, Crash and uh, Sean Michaels looking next Luger. Bulldog. <laughs> well, keeps trying to get up, but Michaels sends him back to the mat. Luger fighting back, though, with Michaels and Crash. Lex Luger's got Crash. Getting the second rope. I don't know if that's a great idea. The rumble. Oh, and Lex Luger has gone. Well, many thought he was a favourite, but Michaels catches him from behind and throws him over the top. And now three men. And what's Michaels got planned here? Him and Crash working together to eliminate the British Bulldog. I think that works fine. But what an effort by the Bulldog coming out at number two and <laughs> still being here now. Michael's saying, look. Trust me. Cross my heart. Hope to die. I believe him. A high five. High ten. High ten. So even even better than a high five. Now they're going to get rid of Bulldog. And now they're going to Irish whip Bulldog. Ooh. Oh, and both men taking him down. Oh, oh, no, but Crush turned his back on the HBK. Lifts him up in a gorilla press. Is he going to throw him over the top rope? I think he is. And look how easy it is for Crush. Oh, Michael's with a rake to the eye, though. Bulldog runs in, takes out Crush. And Crush has been eliminated. But now, look at the crowd realising. Well, number one and two <laughs> are the last two men standing. Incredible. First time ever. Michael's and Bulldog. Who is it going to be? Come on, Bulldog. Come on, Michaels. I knew British Bulldog was going to win this. I've been saying it since the start. Oh. Rake to the eyes. Irish whip by Michaels. Oh. There we go. But Bulldog with a running knee lift. Look takes at the, Michaels off his feet. Look at the power of Bulldog. Nearly 40 minutes been in here. And oh. Throws Michaels up. Hits the top rope. <laughs> Brilliant selling by Michaels. He's just booting around Michaels. He's jumping off the top. Now he's in trouble. Gorilla Press. Oh, looking to send him over the top, but he crutches him on the top rope and bounces in for good measure. <laughs> How has Michael's got so much energy still? Here comes a bulldog. Yeah. Oh. That's it. And he's done. Yes, yes the his bulldog. music is paying. British Bulldog, I knew it, was going to win the 1995 Royal Rumble. God save the Queen. Bulldog up now on the top right, celebrating. What's Michael's doing? Oh! He's just thrown the Bulldog out. <laughs> what? Well, that's poor sportsmanship. I mean, he lost the match. And Bulldog's gone over the top, but Jerry the King saying, they're saying that Michael's has won the Royal Rumble. Let's see what Finkel says. Only one... Of Shawn Michaels' feet hit the mat. Oh my God! Michaels has done it. Michaels has won. Only one foot apparently hit the floor. And from number one to the winner. Well, let's take a look, James. There we go. So I'm Bulldog, not sure you're right. Bulldog clotheslines Michaels over the top. Michaels hangs on. There we go. He's there hanging, and one, one foot. One foot touches. One. 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 Oh, swings himself back at no. Oh, wait, no. He's waiting for him to celebrate. One. Well, they oh. had uh, referee Tim White and Earl Hebner both there, and you can trust both of them. And only one foot hit the match. Shawn Michaels has won the 1995 Royal Rumble. And that statement would ring out in the next 12, 12 Royal Rumbles? 25 Royal Rumbles, 22 Royal Rumbles, to say that both feet must touch the ground. Yeah. That stuff, yeah, exactly. And ex this clip, every year you see it to show you what the rules are and first time ever. But what, first off, right, 
What before we talk about Pat Patterson coming up the Rumble gimmick? What a clever way to do the Rumble in that way, you yeah. know, to have the one foot. The previous year they had Luger and Brett double eliminating each other, and they did this now. You just think it's such a clever way to kind of keep up with it. And what a performance! Sure, Michaels in this match, he was. It, it showed him how good he was at this point in time, Dan, didn't it? You know, it did indeed. Yes. I mean, not, there wasn't a man better working in the WF than Shawn Michaels. He went through 40 minutes of action here. He made everybody who was basically had the offense in this match look awesome. And uh, I think it's, for me, even though people don't recognize the 95 Rumble as like a great Rumble because obviously the people in it, I yeah. personally still for the Rumble match. Well, Michaels went on to win the Royal Rumble in 95 like we just seen, which set up a championship grudge match at WrestleMania 11 against Diesel. As part of the storyline, Michaels recruited Sid as his bodyguard for the build-up for the match. Fortunately, Michaels lost the match and was attacked by Sid the following night. After this, Michaels took time off because Vincent Mann wanted Michaels to become a fan favourite. Well, Michaels returned to the ring as a fan favourite in May 1995 and he went on to defeat Jeff Jarrett to win his third Intercontinental Championships in, the, in July at In Your House 2, The Lumberjacks. This led to a title defence against Razor Ramon at SummerSlam in a ladder match, which Michaels won. Around this time, Michaels became the leader of a backstage group known as The Click. In October 95, Michaels was the victim of a legit assault outside a bar in Hang Syracuse. On, you've skipped like a whole... Oh, you're just skipping out on purpose. What do you say? Oh, back to... oh, shit, sorry. Critics perceive. Critics perceive the group... Uh, sorry, critics perceived the group to have sufficient clout with WF owner Vincent Mann, becoming dominant wrestling figures in WF for several years in the mid 90s. And that's not meaning the little plastic wrestling figures. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. Right. Cause of friction with other wrestlers uh, was the crew creator. I can't remember the crew's name right now, but it was Mabel, The Undertaker, and a couple other guys because of the power of the click and because of what they could do around, you know, ringside. But. Uh, Apparently, Vincent Mann went up to him and, you know, they said, oh, you upset? He goes, no, I want to be a part of the clique as well. So you can see the kind of power struggles at this time. Uh, Michaels disputes the perception, though, saying that Mann pushed only deserving wrestlers. Michaels' fan base was later nicknamed the clique as in the real. In October 1995, Michaels was a victim of a legit assault outside a bar in Syracuse, New York. And this is quite funny because, I say funny, it's not that funny. Sean Michaels tells the story of nine guys in the bar, uh, wanting to beat him up, take him outside, beat him up. Because uh, obviously that's what the clique members say, but British Builder was also out that night. And he said, it was three guys that did it. And when Michaels was giving it the big one. Apparently, you know, he was off his head on stuff. Went outside, these three guys were sailors, and they basically... Um, Tanned his heart. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They, they gave him a kicking. Well, due to not being able to compete, Michaels was forced to forfeit the Intercontinental Championship to his in to his original in your house opponent, Dean Douglas, at In Your House, Great White North. Who, in turn, Douglas lost the championship to Razor Ramon, a number uh, <coughs> another member of the clique. This event has been cited example of the clique holding others down. Well, because the story was sure Michaels meant to lose to Dean Douglas fair and square, and he didn't want to do that, and then that actually happened, you know. Well, during a match with Owen Hart on November episode of Raw, Hart performed an enziguri that struck the back of Michael's head. They continued the match, but Michael's collapsed in the ring, supposedly because he had suffered a concussion. The concussion was scripted, which kept from most fans, which was kept from most fans at the time. A retirement angle was written so that Michael t- could take some, 
<clears throat> a retirement angle was written so that Michaels could take some time off after he came back from an injury too soon. Well, after teasing retirement, Michaels returned to the WF at the Royal Rumble match in 1996, which he would end up winning for a second year in a row to receive a WF heavyweight, a WF title match at WrestleMania 12. Around this time, Jose Lothario became Michaels' on-screen man. At WrestleMania 12, Michaels defeated WF champion Bret Hart in the overtime of their 60-man, 60-minute Iron Man match, which ended in a scoreless. Tie. What did you think of the Iron Man match? What, people either say it's a classic or it's boring as fuck. Dan, what's your opinion? Um, I thought it was quite a very good match, actually. I enjoyed the match. Yeah? Yeah. I, I'm one of those who thought it was quite boring. So <laughs> we're quite split with that, aren't we, then? So there you go. Right, moving on before we get to an argument. Our first defense, uh, his first defense is our next match, which is April 28th, and it's Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. Good friends, better enemies. <laughs> They have been partners and adversaries, champions and rivals. Through it all, there has been a unique bond. They were good friends, but now they make better enemies. In a no-holes-barred war for the WWF Championship, Shawn Michaels and Diesel will once and forever destroy a bond that has tied them together through hell and high water. For Shawn Michaels, it's been a lifelong dream to become the WWF champion. In his quest, he hired a seven-foot monster by the name of Diesel as protection along the way. Familiarity bred a friendship and eventually a partnership and even a championship. Consequently, they coveted a common goal, but there can only be one WWF champion. Their success soured to resentment. A mutual mistrust ultimately led to a bitter parting. It was Big Daddy Cool who realized the dream first. As WWF champion, it appeared that Diesel would lead the new generation into the next millennium. But a year of being champion made Diesel miserable. Grueling matches and the burden of leadership were too much for the seven-footer's shoulders. On the other hand, a year of disaster for Sean led to the title. A series of incredible setbacks strengthened Sean as a man and as a WWF superstar. A return to his roots and to his dream found Sean knocking on the door to the WWF title. And at WrestleMania 12, he kicked it in. Sean defeated the legend many consider to be the greatest WWF champion of all time, Bret Hart. The same man who ended Diesel's reign as champion. Now, it is Shawn Michaels who proudly carries the torch of the new generation. Ironically, the man who once protected Shawn along the road to the title is the same man who intends to run Shawn down and in the process, shatter his dream and destroy his life. The seven-foot punk with a chip on his shoulder has lured his former ally into a no-holes-barred match for the WWF Championship. Now, the bond that ties them is contempt. And in your house, their bond will be broken forever. One man will walk away champion, having destroyed an ex-friend. One man will walk away having lost everything. You know, Big Daddy Cool Diesel and Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, their friendship has reached the end of the road. And I promised the click a party tonight, and it ain't gonna happen till the chin music is cued and myself and the click are dancing all over Big Daddy Cool's face. And believe me, one way or another, it's going to happen. What do you think? I'll tell you one thing. Hey, Vince, you going to be out there tonight? 
somewhere tonight, I got a little something for you. All right? I don't know when it's going to happen, but I got a little something for you tonight. I got something for all you little fans out there, you little clicksters. Because you know what? It's live, and when it's live, I'm digging it the most. So, Dan, what do you think of the build-up to this match? Um, well, you know, it's certainly telling a good story between these two. I mean, the man that was Shawn Michaels' original bodyguard after a couple of accidental super kicks, I might like to add. You know, and it turned him into uh, better enemies. <laughs> it did. I mean, and we've seen Diesel kind of growing in the role. Michaels getting him the job. And then Vincent Mann thinking he could be champion. The title reign was a disaster. I mean, a SummerSlam main event against Mabel was never going to work for anybody. Uh, and, yeah, eventually dropping it to Brett's five series, leading to Michaels winning it. And Diesel, at this point, Kevin Nash, behind the scenes, was asking Vincent Mann for more money. His contract was coming up. This, uh, and Vincent Mann said, no, we, we can't offer it to you. So Kevin Nash made a decision to leave. This changed two things, of course. Because at WrestleMania 12, it was Diesel versus Undertaker. Originally, Diesel was going to win that match. And then we, when Vincent Mann realised that he was leaving, he said, there's no point. We have Taker going over. And, of course, this is his last WF pay-per-view match until, I think, 2002. And he's going to go against his best friend. But, like you said, Dan, they do make better enemies. And Shawn Michaels, now we've seen him as a boy in this one, but now has he finally became a man, Dan? I think he's getting there. Mad Dog Vachon at ringside, a great former WF superstar. the father of the man who... uh, The father of the man. The father of the man. Looks like a man. The father of the woman who led Shawn Michaels out at WrestleMania 9. Exactly. Luna Luna Vachon. Let's not forget Luna Vachon facing Sherry Martel as Michaels' manager. And Jose Lefario now as manager of Michaels. has got the title belt around him. And he, st- he looks in great shape. He looks focused. But the question is, how mature is he? We saw him in 94, 93 when he was just a kid. I'm sure Michael, he's got his fans, of course. Oh, and he's too sweet in as well on his way out. Michael's is uh, mulletless as well. He's kind of grown out. Michael's has got a really focused look on his face. He means business. He's got the earring in as well. Throwing down the title belt. It's going to be a war. Here we go. Michael straight in there with Kevin and with Diesel. Using his speed. Well, this is speed versus diesel power, isn't it? You know, Michael's with a right... Oh, but Diesel with a swift knee to the midsection, stopping Michael's momentum. Diesel (laughs) stopped the onslaught early on, a bit shocked by that. Wants to slow it down to his speed. Michael's ain't even got his chaps off yet, for God's sake. Diesel Irish riffing Michael's. Oh, Michael's jumping over the top of Diesel, getting out of the way. Drop-kicking Diesel out of the ring. Rocking the big man, and now he's got a chance to take his chaps off. Well, Diesel trying to recover. Michaels is not going to let him rest. <laughs> oh, baseball slide sending Diesel crashing back to the mat. Now, Michaels going all the way to the top. Diesel all the way down there. Oh! oh. Michaels with a lovely moonsault off the top, taking out Diesel. Can oh. he win by count out? God. Well, this is 22 years ago now, but they've started like an ECW type. <laughs> he pulled a boot off one of the Spanish announcers. Oh, my God. He's up on the top rope. Watch out, Diesel. Pow. <laughs> Smacks Diesel over the head with a boot. They're talking about putting the boots in. They're going for the cover. Two. Two. Oh. Diesel managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I think Diesel Michael's bringing it so early on. Sending him into the turnbuckle, but Diesel reversing the Irish whip. Oh. And Michael's with that classic Michael's bump going upside down. Landing on the ring apron, but Diesel with a double axe handle smash sending Michaels crashing to the barricade. 
and down to them wafer thin mats below. Well, the thing is as well, there's still barricade. It's not the protected black one that we know now, is it? You know, going to that Michael's. I said Michael's trunks that he's wearing, different variant ones we saw. Now instead of like the cow pats and zebra design on it, it's actually got the hearts, isn't it? The broken hearts. You've got the broken white hearts. And now Diesel's trying to take over the huge right hand. This is the thing. Michael's needs five or six strikes. All Diesel needs to do is one big move. And that is it, yeah. Michael's dialing in. It's one of my favourite uh, WF title matches. It's just a fun match. But and if it goes, sure, Michael's just beaten Brett. Got to show that he deserves to be champion. And we know the threat Diesel brings. Been a year-long title reign. <laughs> Nowadays, you'd be getting a you sold out chant. Yeah, you were. The fans would definitely know right now. I think this is another thing that we talk about changing wrestling, babe, and stuff with the uh, the the way the internet works. Even like any results, you know, when people do live shows and stuff like this, that they get posted straight away. You get during the shows as well, and the information that everybody knows. There's always going to be things found out, and like the Brock Lesnar and Goldberg match at WrestleMania 20 got ruined because. Of the fact they knew someone was going to leave. And, you know, don't get me wrong, they, they might know a couple of hardcore fans might know Kevin Nash. If they get the dirt sheets back then, or, you know, there's other things they can try and read. But McMahon would definitely try and keep it in house. <laughs> uh, you can certainly see the grudge between these two. Diesel coming over once again to have words with Vince McMahon. But it's one of the things, you know, you might not have. Noticed it watching it live, but looking back on it, you know, after knowing what's happened, you think, you know, maybe there is reason to what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a great, this is why, you know, wrestling, you can go back and watch it. That's the kind of quality of it. People don't go back, you, you know, you might watch highlights of old football matches, but you don't watch the whole football match, do you? You know what I mean? Like, you don't go back 20 years ago and then watch something like this. With wrestling, you still have that ability to go back, watch the event in its entirety, and you learn new things from it. It's like a movie if they do it right, isn't it? You know, like you yeah. can notice stuff second time around. And the thing is, in 1996, McMahon had put all his money, all his eggs in Michael's basket, basically, kind of being the leader of the new generation as it was. And I think this is another thing that maybe Kevin Nash maybe wasn't annoyed with, but... Yeah, a guy of his size and that maybe thinking, oh, you didn't get behind Michaels as you didn't get behind me as much as you did Shawn Michaels. Oh, well, Nash is taking off his wrist tape. What is he? Well, I think what he's got planned here. He's going to choke. Oh, what? Oh, well, he's choking out. Oh, Hebner. And why the hell are you choking out? Oh, Hebner. Apart from the fact he deserves it, but still, Diesel. He start. He knocked Oh Hebner out to take his belt. Now he's whipping Michaels across the back. You can see the welts already on Sean's back. Diesel just taking his time. He knows he's in control. A slow, methodic beatdown from Diesel. No, oh my, this is too far. This is too far. <laughs> he's got a belt round Michael's neck and he's just choking him out with it. Oh my God. He wouldn't be allowed to do that today. That's what, what Daniel Bryan fired when he came in with a Nexus. Uh, yeah, he's... Done it with a tie, didn't it? Tie, did it with a tie, not a, not a belt, but still. Oh, my God. And now Nash just throwing Michaels over the top, and now he's hanging him up. Oh, that is... Over the top rope. That's a great visual. Michael's selling it now. You've got to be really careful with a move like that, obviously. Well, he's tied the belt off. So Michaels is just there in no man's land. And the more he moves, the more it gets tight around his neck. So it's trouble. But only one foot has hit the man. <laughs> oh, and Diesel 
pushing away referee and going the outside. Well, moving the timekeeper out of the way, grabbing his steel chair. I think that was Fink he did that to the bastard. Why did you hurt Finkel for? Now Diesel got the chair. Oh, oh, straight across the back of Michaels. Michaels can't fall anywhere because he'd end up choking himself out and dying. Oh, and old Hebner finally getting that belt from around Michael's neck. No holes barred. I mean, we don't want to see stuff like that, but should the referee really have got involved there? I think it was uh, I think he was fair to in the end. And now you can see Diesel's got some of his fans picking up the chair to use it on Sean again. Chair shot across the back to Michaels. And the punishment Sean Michaels can take. He's going to need to bring it all in this match. He's saying, do you want some now? And Diesel's challenging yeah. him to get back up to his feet. Michaels, to his credit, using the rope to get up. Hey, <laughs> cacao! <laughs> well, a Dan's favourite move. That is indeed, yes. Well, Diesel went to hit Michaels over the head with a chair. Michaels ducked out the way, bounced off the top rope and came back and smacked Diesel square between the eyes. Beautiful. <laughs> and now Michaels using the chair to get back to his feet. Finally, credit I've... to him, managing to get to his feet already. Yeah. Oh, looking to use a chair on Diesel, but a big low blow. Oh, and now Herbner's like, right, I'm getting that chair out of here now. Both men down, but Diesel has to resort to that. Anything goes. Yeah, I suppose. Well, we are live here in Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska. Michael slowly gets his feet. Diesel wearing him down. Irish rip. Oh, huge back body drop. I mean, that nearly touched the lights in the uh, building. Well, Diesel is that down tall. And now Michael's going to go for the pin to... Oh, Diesel going for the cover, but Michael's managing to kick out. Ah. And what toughness has Sean got left. Oh, it is Omaha, Nebraska. Is it Nebraska? Do you know where that is, where Penny comes from? Really? Big Bang Theory, yeah. There you go. An attendance? 10,000. Oh, that's Rumble. Uh, 6,540. 9,563. And now look at the big daddy called Diesel. Basically trying to twist Shawn Michaels' head off his body. Referee's checking him. Matthias trying to get behind Shawn Michaels, trying to get back into this match. And I'll tell you something I've noticed about Shawn. He spits a lot. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people might like that, but, I, you know, it's a bit meh. Especially if you're wrestling in it. But anyway, Michaels fighting back to the midsection of Diesel and Diesel just trying to swat away Sean he does so with ease but Sean just showing his toughness getting straight back to his feet knocked down straight back up again and knocked out of the ring I'll tell you something if this was a boxing match it would be over right now a referee would have to call it Diesel's in complete control there's no laughing today we know we usually see Kevin Nash or Diesel smiling his face mucking around there's been on the outside now Diesel's got Sean Michaels He's going to power jackknife. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think Vince there got caught up in the melee. He didn't even clear the monitors off the screen. They both landed on Michaels and Vince is actually helping out HBK. Oh, my God. Now, Diesel's taken the title and got in the ring and I think he's going to celebrate with it. Oh, Big Daddy cool. That is unbelievable there. All the script notes. Lucky it's the last match. Of the pay-per-view anyway. <laughs> And I was telling Al Hebner to put the title belt around him. Uh, he claims himself as the victor. And Michael's there. You can see even back in the day, it's just a black sheet over a normal table. How the production values are changing. Short somehow getting to his feet. Vincent King helping him, but he's pushing him away. 
Sean saying, let it, uh, McMahon saying, let it be over. Well, a jackknife really finished most men. And now Diesel going to get Sean. What's Sean got in his hand? Oh! oh the old classic fire extinguisher to the eyes. <laughs> oh, no. He must have blinded Diesel. And Diesel swinging, can't see anything. Michael's picking his shots now. Just as he started the match. And now Irish Whip Diesel. Diesel with a power to reverse. Oh! A big forearm from Michaels. He nips up to his feet. The classic Michaels that we know and love. We say classic Michaels. This is our, what, fifth, sixth match. We've not seen the nip up yet. But now, as you say, the heartbreak kid has really evolved. And now he's going to have to get a chair. He's got headphones and a phone. He's just swinging at it. Oh, my God. Well, he's got the King's headset. Oh, my God. Chair shot to the face of Diesel. And Michaels doesn't care. Oh, my God. And there is currently no commentary at the moment. <laughs> well, this is how it all started. We've seen a replay of it. And Diesel now has regained his eyesight. Knocks Michaels down. Yeah, you know, a couple of chair shots from Michaels with a big right hand from Diesel and it changes the momentum of this match. Oh, my Michaels God. Michaels runs into a big boat. <sighs> well, that fire extinguisher might have been Big Daddy called, but he's recovered now. And now he's calling for it. And it's going to be time for the jackknife. And Diesel chance. He's got Michaels up. Oh! But Michaels with a flurry of right hands <laughs> to Diesel's head. Knocks him down to the mat and stomps on his face. Well, sure, Michael, absolutely electric going up. You're going to go hit it. Boom. Oh. Big elbow drop from the top rope. Beautiful elbow drop. I'm sure Michael's feeling it. It's so the crowd. And so we're going to see him tune up the band. <laughs> Diesel in all sorts of trouble. Don't turn around. Sure, Michael's there. Oh, oh. But he catches the foot. He had it well scouted and a lovely lariat taking Michael's down. Well, members of the clique and friends, I mean... They, <laughs> look what they're having to do. <laughs> they got the microphones. <laughs> because they got no headsets. I mean, they're Sean standing brought... up because they got no chairs. <laughs> yeah. have to watch what's going on in the ring because they got no monitors. Well, this is crazy. Now, both men down. Referee's counting, but no hell's barred. Doesn't matter, surely. Don't call me Shirley. The referee likes to count. <laughs> yeah, uh, one T-shirt. I think we've two seen... T-shirts. I think we've seen Earl Hebner in every fucking match as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, Sean up. Sean over the top. Diesel dumps him. And going right after him now. And the last time they were on the outside didn't wasn't successful for Sean Michaels. Getting picked up in the gorilla press. Oh, my God. And dropped throat first onto the railings outside. Diesel going straight after Mad Dog for Sean. He's got him down now. And what is he doing? Grabbing at him. Oh, my God. He's pulled off his fake leg. <laughs> he's got his le- He's got a fake leg. <laughs> oh no, he's got the prosthetic. <laughs> Diesel. Oh, this is unbelievable. Mad dog there. He's legless. Look at this. And not because he had been drinking. And now Diesel's going to use it on Shawn Michaels. Oh, huge low blow there, sending Diesel down. And that's fair because Diesel used one earlier. Shawn. Even in the numbers, and now he's tuning up the band. <laughs> he's giving it the power. He's going to go long with this. Going to go for the swing. Oh! <laughs> Knocks him out. Leg. Knocks him out. Knocks him down. And now they say you can have it back because Kevin Ash, Diesel's just been knocked out with it. Michaels is tuning up the band yet again. 
I think, for the final time. Oh, right on the money. One, two, three. Sure, Michaels has retained his WF title in an incredible match, Dan. What are your thoughts? It certainly was an incredible match. A lot happened. It wasn't as uh, as hardcore as many, you know, um, like, oh, what's it called? Uh, false, you know, anything goes matches. But, you know, I, I think they certainly played it off well, you know. It's uh, definitely told the great story. Yeah. Good friends, better enemies. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was a very good match. Probably one of Diesel's best matches. Yeah, and this is what Shawn Michaels did. He gave, you know, he would give wrestlers their best matches of their careers. And this is most definitely one for Diesel. We had the fine set of circus acts, didn't we? We had the small guy against the big power dude. And the story they told in the match. And, and I, sometimes I like it when they don't go overboard. You know what I mean? When you see too many trash cans or, you know, Singapore canes, all this kind of stuff. You just you see it every time now. And back in 96, you didn't see a lot of these matches. And, and every move, like the jackknife through the table, was a big move, wasn't it? And they yeah. felt it. You know, it was like, oh, fucking hell. Choking him out with a belt and hanging him off yeah. the second rope. Exactly. Even the chair shots, a couple of chair shots Diesel took to the head, they meant more because he wasn't constantly using the chair. And then, of course, the prosthetic leg at the end with Shawn Michaels using that. Indeed. Something that has never happened before or will since. Nah. Uh, retaining this title. An incredible effort by Shawn Michaels. But we move on. This was Diesel's... Last match in WF before leaving WSW. And these two two men put on an absolute war, as we've seen. Well, on May the 19th, Michaels and his fellow clique members were involved in an incident known as Curtain Call. Diesel and Razor Ramon were about to leave WF company to rival WCW. After Michaels won a match against Diesel, Razor and Hunter Hurst-Helmsley came to the ring and joined Michaels and Diesel in a group hug. As Diesel and Helmsley were seen as villains at the time, in contrast to Michaels and Ramon, this constituted a breach of kayfabe as acting out of character, which was rare and controversial at the time. Yeah, and as WCW gained momentum due to the signings of Hall and Nash, Michaels held a championship for most of the year. Michaels' championship reign came to an end at Survivor Series in 1996, where he lost to Psycho Sid, his former bodyguard. But Michaels did recapture the championship from Sid at the January uh, at the Royal Rumble 1997 event we watched last year on the podcast. Well, on a special episode of Raw dubbed Thursday Raw Thursday, Michaels vacated WWF World Heavyweight Championship. He explained to fans that he was informed by doctors that he had conjured a knee injury and that he had to retire. His speech was regarded as controversial as Michaels allegedly unwilling to lose to Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13 since it was noted that he was going to have a rematch with Hart at WrestleMania. Michaels contemplated the thoughts of retirement and stated that he had to find his smile again, which he had lost somewhere down the line. After knee surgery by Dr. James Andrews, Michaels returned a few months later, briefly teaming with Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. And if you go back to any of the podcasts we did last year, we will watch the match where Michaels and Austin actually won the tag team titles. And plus, there's a lot of talk about the reason why Michaels didn't want to lose to Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13 as well. In his autobiography, Michaels reveals about his real-life feud with Bret Hart, claiming that Hart did interviews on live television, claiming that Michaels was faking his whole injury. By spring of 97, a real-life backstage conflict between Michaels and Hart was reaching its heights. Both men were going out on television and frequently making impersonal, true-to-heart remarks about one another. Well, Michaels briefly left the WWF in June of that year after a real backstage fight with Hart. 
just hours before a Raw is War show, which allegedly resulted from Michaels making an on-air remark known as the Sunny Days comment, implying that Hart, who was married at the time, was having an affair with Tammy Sitch, a diva who was signed to the WWF as Sunny. Michaels and Austin were still WWF Tag Team Champions at the time during an ongoing feud with the Hart Foundation, was made to decide new tag team champions. Michaels would eventually return that summer in July. At SummerSlam, Michaels officiated the WF Heavyweight title match between the champion Undertaker and Bret Hart. The match ended in controversial fashion when Michaels hit the Undertaker with a chair. Unintentionally, he was aiming for Bret. It's quite cool. Bret spat in his face, dodged it, hit the Undertaker. Michaels then forced to award the championship to his nemesis, Bret Hart. Well, the next night on Rory's War, signs of a heel turn started to show as most WF fans... What happened at SummerSlam was an accident and that he would deal with The Undertaker when the time came. At WWF One Night Only, held in Birmingham, England, in September, Michaels defeated the British Bulldog to capture the European Championship. The fans at the event were so appalled at the result of the match, they booed Michaels out of the building to the extent they littered the ring with garbage, cementing his second heel turn. With this win, Michaels became the first champion. Yeah, so we talk about the history of Grand Slam champions. Michaels uh, officially became the first one. Uh, and what's interesting as well, we talk about the feud with The Undertaker moving on from it. The Bret Hart WF title picture kind of took a back seat to the Michaels and Undertaker feud. They first met in September at Ground Zero pay-per-view, which went to a 30-minute no contest. And then it would lead us to October 5th. Uh, and 1997. Now, we are going to watch this. We have watched this before back on 07, but that was back in the dark days. This is one, probably one of my favourite matches of all time, and we are going to watch it now. It's Shawn Michaels. He's battling the Undertaker in the first ever Hell in a Cell match. All right, Shawn, obviously all the talk is over with. Your illustrious career on the line in moments because only one man is going to walk out of the Hell in a Cell. Best I can tell, there's good news and there's some bad news. The good news is, this match is not for my coveted European Championship. That will stay around the waist of the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Now, the bad news. 15-foot high steel cage. No way in, no way out. Well, there is one way. Through a locked door. Once I get in, once the Undertaker gets in, it'll be locked behind me. Troops, I think I'm going to have to go this one alone. If it weren't for my wonderful athletic ability, the fact that I'm tougher than nails, the fact that I'm the man here in the World Wrestling Federation, the fact that I'm the showstopper, the headliner, the main event, is the only thing that's going to get me through this. That... And the fact that I am the most tenacious man in the World Wrestling Federation. And the fact of the matter is, ain't nobody crazy enough to do this gig, except for the heartbreak kid. So I'm going to go out there and show you why I am the number one guy in this business today. Gentlemen? That's the first time he said it as well, Shawn Michaels. This is a fantastic backstage interview that he's given. We see Rick Rude as well there. <laughs> Here we go over the WCW in December. China and Triple H. We'll get on to DX in a minute. <laughs> Triple H, your thoughts? And they cut him. <laughs> we don't want to know your thoughts. No. So we've seen the first ladder match. Dan is the first ever Hell in a Cell match. And the, comment ch- the commentators are fantastic. 
uh, building up the hype for the match, but here's his promo. Under the glittering glare of the WWF spotlight, his image has been cast in the role of superstardom. But for Shawn Michaels, image isn't everything. It's the only thing. Perception is reality. I've continued to step to another level. Plus, it, it really makes people mad when you're sort of a jerk and you don't even perform well. And again, that's just and that's just something. Again, it's just about it's just about stirring the pot. It's about ruffling feathers. It's uh, may not be fair, but when left up to me, I will probably not do the right thing. Now, however, that image and more importantly, his attitude have been dramatically altered. My God, what a shot to the face! Look at that chair! The flamboyant, charismatic, high-flying superstar who once captured the hearts and imagination of all who followed him now feels differently about his followers and apparently himself. He now stands in a different light, one that burns just as brightly, but reveals a harsh glare under that once cherished image. So let me get this straight. You... The Undertaker, and the best that I can tell, all of the fans of the World Wrestling Federation are dumping this in my lap. Uh, yeah. It's just like all the fans of the World Wrestling Federation to not take responsibility for themselves and pass the buck on to the heartbreak kid because everybody knows I don't give a damn what anybody thinks of me. His actions have spoken even louder than his words. But both have been ferociously delivered towards one man. I want you to bring your dead ass Whoa. out here and face me like a man. That's right, the heartbreak kid. The scenario has created more than bad blood between him and the phenom. It is delivered an ultimatum that will be answered one way or another in horrific fashion. Well, Shawn Michaels is certainly an innovator for the WWF. I mean, you know... First ever ladder match, first ever Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, first. first ever Grand Slam champion, first ever man to go from first to 30 <laughs> yeah, in Rumble. the Royal Rumble. Sure, Michael, so much so, put in the forefront. We've seen the kind of career he's having in the WWF right now. He's definitely the man. You know, McMahon picked him over Brett to, to stay, even though we're getting on to the Montreal screw job the following month. This is all the build up. This is the main event of the pay per view, you know. And Michael's attitude, he is the number one bad guy right now. So they're checking underneath the ring to see if anybody's hiding there or anything like that. But it's one of my favourite matches, and it's great commentary. They're building it up. JR saying, you know, there's this a ton of steel here. This ain't a cage match. It's something we've never seen before. And Jerry Lawler saying to McMahon, but you fought Michaels into hell tonight, and you're going to have to deal with that afterwards. It's number one contendership match, so the winner will face Bret Hart for the WF title at Survivor Series. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't around, I wasn't watching this live or anything like this, but this is one of the very first videos that I ever 
got bought. You know that. Yeah. Well, I remember being in town, dad buying me bad bloods and thinking, oh, what's this? Pull it on, the Hen Cell match. Kind of transformed my view into wrestling as well. But that video cost, didn't it? Yeah, the video was very, very expensive. <laughs> One of the very first that I ever got. Of course, my collection is... Uh, Grown Yes, it is. Uh, well, the butler sleeps in that room protecting <laughs> your video collection. It is. And I've still got original VHSs as well, everybody. So Just in case the DVD goes down. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to back it up. And telling somebody who's got to back it up, it is Sean Michaels here tonight. Michaels coming out here. And I mean, these are two of my favourite wrestlers as well. No, Sean Michaels. If, if I was going to be, as a young lad, cocky and arrogant... It would be Shawn Michaels, because as you've seen in the promo, he didn't care what anybody thought of him. He said what he wanted to say, didn't he? You know, it was... He did. He was annoying Bret Hart all year by saying stuff that weren't allowed. And the fans generally disliked him. You see him throwing drinks and rubbish at him at the moment. But he's got China Lair's protection. Rick Rude finally making it down. <laughs> We're just doing his final recurve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Triple H by Shawn Michaels' side. And we cover in depth... Last year, the, the kind of formation of D-Generation X on the WWE vs. WCW podcast. Then, of course, the Montreal Screwjob as well on the pay-per-views. And uh, Michael's here. We saw, we saw him in 1996. Now he's taken up the next level now, hasn't he? You know, he's so comfortable in the character he is. And even his entrance attire, a gladi- gladiator-like, isn't it, in a weird way? Uh, yeah. <laughs> St- like studded gladiator. <laughs> Still with the chaps. It looks like a homoerotic cowboy. <laughs> Who would have thought, though, that, that this would have led on to the success of Hell in a Cell match? You know, is Hell in a Cell one of your favourites? Um, it's I enjoy Hell in a Cell matches, but you know, I don't. I wouldn't say it's my greatest uh, gimmick match. Would you prefer what if if you? I had, prefer the Elimination Chamber. To you Hell prefer in the Cell. Chamber yeah. over Hell in a Cell? I don't know. For me, I'm a bit old school. I like I like the old Hell in a Cell, the kind of grudge matches that you had. Especially the first few that were involved. You know, they are legendary matches now. You know, Michaels, Untaker, of course, Mankind and Taker when that craziness happened. Celebrated 20 years of that coming up in June. And now Rude, Triple H in China making their way out of the ring as the thunder hits inside the building. And now as the cell's lowering, Michaels realises there's no one there to help him. He has to get ready for this. And the story of this match as well is fantastic. Being locked inside hell with the Untaker. So we did watch this, but now we're watching it as uh, accomplished commentators. So this is going to be perfect. <laughs> there is no reason to change. As we wait for the Untaker, in night night seven was dealing with Paul Bearer, a secret hanging over his head. Yes, and if you want to listen, you know, if you want to laugh, if you listen to this and then listen to our first coverage of it... <laughs> You can see, you know, you can see how we've grown as a podcast. Yeah, so exactly. See, see the difference. It is our shortest ever podcast. It's about seventeen minutes long. It was so uh, we just covered the main event. We'll see if we could do it any better. See if we go longer than seventeen minutes. I mean, and I mean, the podcast about three and a half hours long. We yes, thank you for sticking with us thus far. Yeah. And instead of mobile phones, they've got lighters. Exactly, and our lighters in there, and that's what all the lights are. Dan, now with a lighter in the air. I feel like I'm there at the moment. And talk about a man, I mean, you know, been around since 1990, The Untaker, celebrating 28 years, this character, just incredible when you think about it. <laughs> just incredible. Just in- <laughs> it is, yeah. We saw him earlier at Motonia, but it is just incredible. I must have watched this match, honestly, about 100 times. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just the awe-inspiring entrance of The Undertaker, I mean, you know, throughout his whole career. 
And even during kayfabe, like we talked about, everything changed in wrestling. The wrestling style, the way, the way people viewed it, and Undertaker and Michaels adapted and managed to carry on. And even the Undertaker took it one step further to be able to still be relevant and come out as a character and people to buy. It does still send chills. Well, in Tony's 10 years' buying. time... <laughs> Sorry, Michaels just shit himself. It... <laughs> there you go. There's another, sh- there's another wrestler scared by... An opponent's uh, entrance. Yeah. So you say ten years, uh, but you know, even in ten years' time, well, just under ten years' time, these two guys they're going to finish off the Royal Rumble, yeah. and then you know, the following year they start off the 2008 Royal Rumble. Yeah, I know it's mental, isn't it? It is. And then these two would go on to, to you know, in 2009, so 12 years after Hell in a Cell, they were going to have a classic WrestleMania match. It's well, a couple of classic yeah, WrestleMania yeah, matches. Yeah, yeah, in 2010 as well. Yeah, I mean, it is it is phenomenal, you know. The phenom and all. And Shawn Michaels himself, you know, now he's stuck. Now he realises he's got nowhere to go. No one to help him. No. He's all on his own. And now he's got to back up everything that he said and everything he's done, all his actions towards the take all these chair shots. He's finally got to deal with a dead man. And Michael's in the... Realising there ain't nowhere to go. And the Undertaker's just going to take his time. He knows that he's got <laughs> Michael's trapped literally in a cage. And he's going to slowly walk him down. Now the bells rang. This match is officially underway. <coughs> Michael's inviting the Undertaker into the ring. Yeah, I'm sure now running the ropes. Oh, oh but runs straight into a big boot from Taker. And again, Earl Hebner is officiating yeah, this know. match. We've seen Earl Hebner in every match. <laughs> How weird is that? <laughs> he's been along with us for the journey. And Michaels, you can see the way he's running around. You can see his trouble clubbing blow and now sending to the turnbuckle. And look at the bounce off. Travelled halfway across the ring after being sent into that top turnbuckle. Bouncing his head off the top turnbuckle. Michaels is in trouble early on in this match. The Undertaker's taking his time. Pulling apart Michaels piece by piece. And now he's got him for the choke slam. Oh, but Michaels with a kick to the knee and he's managing to fight his way out of it. And he knows he has to be quick. The Undertaker has been waiting for this for the past couple of months. Michaels has got Undertaker in the corner now, punching away at his head. And we see Michaels using the jabs before. Tearing him up with the left before the big right hand. <coughs> Irish rip attempt, but reversed by the Undertaker and Michaels with a classic HBK bump in the corner. <laughs> and he just gets clotheslined back down to the mat. And he's going to go. I don't think he really. I, I don't think he really going to pin Michaels there. But he's just showing his dominance at the moment. He's just showing he could do if he wanted to. And again, Michaels going back to the black trunks with silver broken hearts all over him. And the boots have changed now, haven't they? We've gone for the proper uh, kind of Shawn Michaels boots that he's wearing. I don't know if they've got hearts on the boots. And then Undertaker in his classic. Black boots, black trousers, black sleeveless shirt, black elbow pads, black gloves. <laughs> I, I, I love this look of the Undertaker. He's carried on wearing this in 1998. He'd gone through different appearances, but picked the right one. And then he hit old school. Or school. School back then. <laughs> it would be back then. Undertaker, a seven-year veteran. Of course, Michael's been there longer than Undertaker. And, and both of these men as well appeared on the very first Monday Night Raw, uh, which in a couple of weeks' time. 25 years. Unbelievable, 25 years of Raw. And now Untaker just slowly picking up Michaels, slamming him down. Oh, and that high elevated leg drop straight across the throat of a cover. But again, not hooking the leg. Just again, asserting his dominance over the much smaller competitor. And Michaels in serious trouble here. I mean, he's spending a lot of energy pressing the body Untaker off him. Oh, my God. And a high back body drop. Michaels 
feet touched the top of the cage. Oh, nearly landed on his neck, then an untaker. Oh, going for a clothesline attempt, but Michael's ducking. Michael's going for one of his own, but Undertaker blocking, knocking Michaels to the floor with the big right hands to the throat. I think about Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he gets knocked down, but boy, does he get up again. He gets thrown to the outside now. Oh, oh my <laughs> days. Is that a plant? I think, yeah, it's like a, a dead flower. Maybe one of the Undertaker's fans, uh, fans. And Michaels gets thrown over the top, hits the side to the head of the cell, and then drops down. To the wafer-thin mats below. Do you know how thin their mats how, are? How thin are those mats? Mere millimetres thick. And now Undertaker just picking up Shawn Michaels. But Michaels using a cell to try and escape. There is no escape here. No, there's a roof on top of that cage. Michaels ain't going nowhere. Oh, my God. He falls off the side of it. And now Taker's got Michaels again. He can do everything with him at the moment. Irish whips him right into the side of the hell. And the clothesline down. And the dead man slowly going to... Put an end to Shawn Michaels. And again, an Irish whip. And again. Close arms Michael down. Yes. Michaels is certainly in a lot of trouble now. Well, this is the end. The second time now. And the Undertaker's going to put an end to Shawn. And now what's the Undertaker got planned here? Can he pick Michaels up? Yeah, he's got him. He's going to powerbomb. Ah, oh, but Michaels holding on to the top of the cage in a big right hand. The ones with similar ones we saw when Diesel tried getting him up for his bomb. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Undertaker using the cell. Just ramming Michaels into the corner. And just for a little like sure Michaels, if they finally have some offence, Undertaker just cuts him down. Michaels claps into the floor in a heap. Oh, having a check on him and say, come on, guys. But it's the first hand of the cell. We don't know what to expect. Oh, and Undertaker just sending Shawn Michaels into those ring steps. Big right hands to the body, rights and lefts from the Undertaker. Well, you can you can actually hear the strikes as well, so anybody to say Undertaker doesn't make impact. Now, big right hand to Michaels. Picks, picks him, him up. up. Yeah, just carries him around the ring. Oh. oh. Rams him into the ring post and then back into the corner of the cage. <laughs> getting off the ring post. He's just throwing him around like he's a ragdoll. And sure, Michaels there just slumps down. Sent in there and from pillar to post. Sure, Michaels pushes the cameraman over. What's he done? We're getting in the way. Michaels wants to uh, try and sell it and now he's being picked up. They're going to go in like a javelin. Ooh. Oh, and the fence was a javelin catcher, but Michaels with a backslide and throwing Undertaker in, but he just bounces off and hits Michaels with a clothesline. <laughs> and Michaels is thinking, what the hell is it going to take? What the hell in a cell is going on? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what can I do to kind of put the Undertaker in any of trouble? Getting thrown into the ring stairs. Gingerish hair. Oh, he's growing it out and he's, he's letting it. He's now finally... To be fair, he was a little gingery when he first came into it. He kind of just, beard. yeah, he started dying it. And well, American Badass was like proper ginger stage, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it was like, no, 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 no. Michael's in serious trouble. I'm taking the Irish whip him. Oh, just throws him into the cage. Oh, looking to follow up, but Michael's managing to move out of the way. Undertaker hitting the cage. He's on the mat now, and well, he's on the floor. And Michael's just giving big right hands to the Undertaker's head. And Michael's a little bit frustrated that the Undertaker didn't... Again, what are you going to do? Say something to him? I suppose Mike, if anybody could, maybe sure Michael's. But now he's finally got a bit of separation from the Undertaker. Bit of offence. And rolls back in the ring. Oh, now Michael's a big right hand. Undertaker's on the apron. Trust match, but Michael's cutting him off with the right hands. Oh! oh. And we see a stunner-like <laughs> manoeuvre there from the Undertaker hanging Michael's up on the top rope. Michael's selling it beautifully. Bouncing halfway across the ring. 
And every time it looks like Michaels might be getting into this match, Undertaker cuts him off. But Michaels again, back to his feet. Oh, shoves him off the ring apron. Undertaker bounces off the cage side and down to the mat. But he doesn't stay down for long. And now Michaels, though, going to try and capitalise on this. This is the problem. Undertaker, Michaels got to try, stay on top of the Undertaker and go try another Irish manoeuvre. Oh, suicide dive through the second and top rope, taking out the Undertaker. And now Sean going to try and use that cell as a friend. He's realised he is in hell in a cell. Oh, climbs halfway up the cell side and drops the elbow straight to the blackened heart of the Undertaker. And then just spits at the fans. He does with his nice classic uh, Kodak disposable camera. <laughs> and now Michael's on the eight for the Undertaker down. Undertaker slowly getting to his feet. What's Sean got planned? Oh, just flying off the ring apron with a big clothesline taking Taker down. And now I think Michael's realises he's got to give everything he has to actually get any offence in here. First time in a while. Finally realising now he's got the stairs. Oh, drops him across the back of the Undertaker. He's got no to use everything at disposable. Ring stairs, a cell. And finally, Undertaker, uh, finally, Michael's successful. But the Undertaker again, still trying to get up. Michael's not letting him. Dropping the steps onto his back a third time. Well, after the punishment Michael's has taken, I think finally saying has clicked in him that he can actually win this. So he did there, click. <laughs> and he's got the Undertaker taking him to the rest of the stairs. Oh, my God. He's trying to get him up for the pole driver. No, he can't. Undertaker seemingly blocking it, though. But he has got Undertaker up. Oh, seated pile driver onto the steel stairs. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now you don't see that move anymore. <laughs> no, you certainly don't. Oh, my God. And Michael's there, the cameraman. Get the fuck out of my face. And again, Michael's taking out his frustrations on the cameraman. He's just not happy, isn't he? Not happy with anybody. And now the Undertaker is in trouble for the first time in this match. Sure, Michael's realising it. Oh, the cameraman's still really close to the action. Michael's stomping down Undertaker. Don't forget we are inside hell. Undertaker still trying to get to his feet. Michael's is up. Oh, double axe handle. Smash straight to the head of the Undertaker. Drops him back to the wafer thin mats. Undertaker's up. Stop spitting, you dirty bastard. Is the Undertaker... Oh, I thought maybe the Undertaker was busted there for a second with the ring steps. Don't think he is, but Michael's now with the punches. Having success. Well, the Undertaker's like the Terminator. He just keeps coming at you. Oh, but Michael's bringing the chair in, and then chair is what started all of this back at SummerSlam. An unintentional head of the Undertaker. Well, this we start... one is certainly intentional. Oh, oh. yeah. So we're going to start with it. We're going to finish with it. Chair shot to the back. Michael's got a chair again. Oh. oh. Straight across the back of the dead man. <laughs> and he throws it out of the ring. He's even angry with that chair. He knocks Undertaker down. Michaels must be exhausted. Two. Oh. But Undertaker kicking out with a bit of power there. Uh-huh. I tried to do a powerful. Uh-huh. <coughs> <laughs> That's more powerful. Yeah. But the Undertaker back to his feet. Like I say, can't keep the dead man down for long. And, oh, he's responding with right hands now. Yeah, the Undertaker's fighting back. He's just taken two chair shots to the back. Michael's running again. Oh, but a kick to the midsection and a few right hands from Michael's sends the Undertaker reeling. And now the Taker's locked up in Michael's' favourite lock-up <laughs> Yeah, move. we've seen him. Michael's been caught with us a few times. But now, yeah, the Undertaker is going to have nowhere to go. And there he goes, caught up in the ropes. 
And Sean smirking. Maybe he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob, James. He's just got a big grin on his face because he knows the Undertaker has got no defence to what Michaels can dish out now. And a huge right hand. Michaels running in. Oh, oh but the Undertaker lifting a boat, managed to get his arms free. Power, right in the kisser. Michaels in serious trouble, running back in again. Oh, but again, taking out a cameraman. <laughs> oh, and a cameraman. <laughs> Not the first cameraman that's going to be uh, done by the Undertaker. No, and Michael's furious. Oh. So you just brought the pay for that. And he just punched the cameraman and kicked him. Oh, <laughs> stomping on his head. Even though I'll ever say it's too far. If I'll ever say that to you, then you might know it's too far. Well, the television cameraman. The cameraman's in serious trouble. No, he's going back to work on the cameraman. He is. He's got a problem with the cameraman, hasn't he? Sent the Undertaker to the outside, and he's got a cameraman. This this cameraman's got a wife and kids. Looks fucking built, though. I oh, know. He's probably a developmental wrestler. I thought he was maybe Flash Funk, but I recognise him, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he does look a bit familiar. And Michael saying to the commentary team, yeah, this is what you made me do. It's turned Sean into a monster. Not only is he on top of the Undertaker right now, but he's taken out everything left and right. No one is safe inside Hell in a Cell. No, but he should keep his attention on The Undertaker. I mean, you know, it doesn't take long for the dead man to recover. That's true. The, the producer's saying, right, he's hurt. We need get help. help. Get help. But you can't escape because the head in the cell is, of course, locked shut. Or was this part of Michael's game plan all along? Well, it wasn't Michael's who hit the moot, unfortunately, was it? The Undertaker threw Michael's on him, so... Yeah, but did he see an opportunity? I think you could be right because he's such a degenerate in what he does. Kicking the cam man, maybe think to himself, that's a backup plan. Sean doesn't need a backup plan. No, Sean, beautiful there. Diving clothesline, yeah. nip up. They're dragging him to the middle of the ring. Going to drop his patented elbow on him. Oh, Sergeant Laughter coming out here. Yeah, Sergeant S. Laughter. Untaker's about two thirds across the ring. What's Michael's going to do? Oh, drop an elbow straight across the blackened heart of the Undertaker. That's what he's going to do. And now Sergeant Slaughter saying to Ray. You've got to open this door to get the cameraman out. And Michael's now tuning up the band. Cameraman out. The very injured cameraman out. Well, Michael's is calling for it. And this could be the end here of the Undertaker. Taker's finally getting to his feet. Cameraman getting carried out. Oh! oh. And Michael's drops the Taker, but Undertaker oh. sits straight up. <laughs> oh, my God. Taker sits up. Michael's can't believe it. Sees the opportunity. Tries escaping the cage, and both men are outside now. And both men have escaped head in the cell. The fight goes on. Drop kick to the Undertaker by Shawn Michaels. Another one. Oh, Undertaker catches him this time. Michaels catapults oh. him into the side of the cage. Oh my God! And Michaels already busted wide open. My God, that's a bad cut. And Undertaker sends him blood, and the big right hands to the forehead of Michaels. Oh, my God. And I think Michael's made a mistake trying to escape herself. Yeah, he should have stayed in there. I think he was a lot safer. Undertaker's got Shawn Michaels now. Oh. oh. Treating Michaels like he was a javelin in the fence. The javelin catcher. Michael's head's just been rammed into that hard cell mesh. It's already cut Shawn Michaels' head open. And again, this is unbelievable. Shawn Michaels come back in the match, but now... It's complete destruction. Oh. oh. And again, the second time's face first into that cell. Low blow on the Undertaker to try and get himself back into this match, but with his 
crimson mask. I don't think there's a lot Michaels can do. And now he's climbing up to the top. Well, where can he go? Yeah, where where can he go? Where can he escape? Well, Michaels is grabbing his boat, climbing up. Uh, Undertaker's grabbing Michael's boat, climbing up after him. But Michaels kicks him off, and he's on top of the cell. Oh, my God. This might be a grave mistake for sure. Michaels, he's trying to get harm's way. But the Undertaker's quick as a cat, going straight back after him. And can the weight even be held on top of the head in the cell? Michael's now got a power drive Undertaker. Oh, he's got to put him through. No, Michael's managing to uh, stay atop the cage, not going through it. Undertaker backdrops Michaels, and you see the blood dripping off Sean onto the camera. Oh. <laughs> As the Undertaker just ripping Michael's face into that mesh. Oh, my word. Well, we've never seen a structure like this before. Well, I don't think we ever will again. And Michaels is so close. <laughs> just going to fall through, hit the ring, go on the other side. Oh, Hebner's uh, on the second ropes. Is he going to take out the cameraman? Oh, my God. Undertaker's got him for the press. He's not going to throw him off. No. Oh. oh. Throws him back first onto the cage. And he dented it. It dented the metal structure on top. Michael somehow back to his feet. The damn cage is going to collapse. Oh, my God. Undertaker, big right hand. And Michael's now. Oh, he's dangling over the edge. I think he's trying to get Hal's way, but Undertaker's got him. Oh, and the Undertaker's holding him up, grating his face against the side. Michaels is trying to get away from the Taker to no avail. Sean's in trouble just hanging on. The Undertaker realising now. Stomping on the left hand. Stomping on his right hand. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Michaels goes through the announce table. And after the punishment he's taken so far in this matchup, I doubt he's going to be able to get up from that. No, this is over. This is over. Michaels there. Just put through the announce table by the Undertaker. The Paul Michaels. The Undertaker, is mar- the Undertaker is admiring his handiwork, but he's got to get Michaels back into the cell, into the ring, to pin him for the victory. Well, we need paramedics out here. Sure, Michaels. Can we get an EMT out here, please? For God's sake. Undertaker follows Sean back down. But, Mark, uh, but Undertaker goes down the hard way as opposed to Michaels' easy way. And Sean <laughs> gets thrown across another announce table. <laughs> I think he hit the French announcer's arm. Oh, my God. Covered in blood. The Undertaker picking Michaels up. <laughs> oh, and just throws him onto the mats. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Michaels. Oh, sure, Michaels. The picture's worth a thousand words. You see him covered in crimson mask. Jail's like, good God. Good God. <laughs> the only announcer they haven't touched. This is crazy. Michaels off there. Oh, my God. Uh, Michaels is a bloody mess. He's taken him round to get him into the head of the cell, like you said, Dan, to pin him. And I think he's easy pickings now. That is it. They can oh. finally relock the cage. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the blood dripping off the nose of Michaels. And they're not only locking the cage, they're putting a uh, steel chain around it, padlocking it shut. I don't think they need to. I don't think this match is going to be over. It's going to be over soon. And now uh, Michaels being taken to the top. Oh, he's getting hung up on a top turnbuckle. Huge right hand, and the Undertaker doesn't need to do this, but he is second top rope. Well, I think he's just proven a point now to Michaels. Choke slam! Oh, my <laughs> God. A choke slam from hell inside hell in a cell. Uh, and we haven't seen that move often, so we know that. <laughs> That's how vicious the move is. Michaels 
is nowhere to go. And what follows the choke slam? Tombstone pile driver. Oh, but the Undertaker doesn't want to hit the tombstone. What's he looking for? Ah. Ah, well, James, you said this is what started it, and this is gonna what's going to be ending it for the Undertaker. The chair shot heard round the world. But Undertaker is now got the chair. Oh, look. Hear the impact. Look at the blood on the chair. The blood's splattering across the ring, and now Undertaker is signalling for the end. Here we go. This is it. What's this? I love Vincent Mann on commentary here. That's gotta be it's, Kane! It's gotta be Kane! It's gotta be Kane, the Paul Bearer. And it, looks, it looks like Diesel from the Royal Rumble in the mask. <laughs> it's the brother of the Undertaker. He's just ripped the cage door off its hinges. Oh, heaven no! Oh, oh, poor Al. Undertaker's brother, Kane, coming in here. Now, these two are going to team up to cause destruction like the brothers should. This is a confrontation. Waiting to see. Paul Bear was speaking the truth. And now Kane has arrived. He's as big as the Undertaker. And he's What's lift- he doing? And lifting his arms. Michaels is flat out on his back. And three of the turnbuckles <coughs> go alight. Kane's got Undertaker up now. That's the Undertaker's move. No, you were right the first time. Yep, there you go. Oh! And Kane plants Undertaker with a tombstone. What does this mean? Is it symbolic? Is it symbolic? He looks like a younger, meaner version of the Undertaker. It's the Undertaker's baby brother. You've got some Jacobs going in there and doing that to the Undertaker. That has got to be Kane. Yeah, Vince Man keeps telling us that has got to be Kane. And Michael's coming out of a pool of his own blood, slowly crawling across. Drapes an arm across the Undertaker. Oh, Hebner was sent into the side of Hell in a Cell. Now back in the ring. And free. Oh, my <laughs> word. What an absolute war. Michaels is there. Blood pouring out of him. Beats the Undertaker thanks to Kane's debut. I mean, Dan, what, what are you thinking of that? <laughs> Absolutely hellacious. Well, one of the, the, the greatest matches, I feel, of all time we've just witnessed there. This is uh, the match of the year in many circles in 97, beating out Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. And you can see, just by the, the complete amount of violence, you talk about story in a match, it told it perfectly, didn't it? You know, At the start, Michael's being out of his depth against the Undertaker, being beaten down, the Undertaker with ease, taking his time slowly and surely. Don't call me Shirley. And then Michael's realising, wait a minute, he can get back into this match using the cell as a kind of tag team partner with the power drive on the stairs, knocking the dead man down. And then with the cameraman getting knocked down by accident, opened up a whole possibility, didn't it? And completely changed it then. It did. Because the Undertaker was in control. Uh, and uh, busting open Shawn Michaels, we can see how, you know, how bloody he is and beaten off the side of hell in the cell. Undertaker had it done, done him for rights. And Kane came in. I mean, it's just... For me, I, I just think it's... Ev- it told the perfect story. Yeah, everything you need. And it proved Michaels, not only tell the story, but the bumps he took in this match were breathtaking, you know, especially of the time. Even after he got put through Hen- uh, 
through the announce table. He was still getting bumped across everywhere, choke slammed from the top rope across the ring. You know, it was, it, it was, it was fantastic, and it you know cemented Shawn Michaels' spot of no one could do it better than him yeah. in ring when it got to, when it got to that time. You know, and Kane made an impact, and he's. Main event in this year's Royal Rumble. Exactly, and it's still he's still carrying on twenty years, and that was how strong the debut was. Look at the Shopmaster's debut, Dan. When yeah. he when he debuted and did that, it was the end of the character. With Kane coming in, it had to sell it as something special, and I think they they did it perfectly you here. Know, you you could know? sort of see his greenness. Didn't know which way the static camera yeah, was pointing. Yeah. Turned around a few times, managed to get it in the end, and yeah, you know, hit hit the Undertaker. I, I don't know, like you know he. He got covered after a tombstone pile drive. I know, like he'd been for a hellacious match, but he got covered after one tombstone from Kane. It's a bit. I think it shows just something how something has gone very wrong. <laughs> yeah, let's see that. That's good, isn't it? Something it just shows how tough Kane is. And you remember when the Undertaker first debuted? What kind of monster he was like? That yeah, Kane's going to be exactly the same as that. And I mean, like you said, I mean, the Undertaker having a first hand cell match, and Vincent Man had a lot of trust in place of these men in this new match type, and they stole the show. And to even this day, it's very hard for most Hell in Cell matches to try and top it. It is well-deserved five out of uh, five stars for me. Yeah, most definitely. I would agree with you there. So, yeah, I mean, and also he fell off the side, which was five metres as well. And five-star rating from Dave Meltzer. In the fall, Michaels joined forces with real-life friend Hunter Hurst Helmsley, later known as Triple H. Helmsley's then real-life girlfriend, China, and Rick Rude to form the stable Degeneration X, or DX. Michaels continued his rivalry with Bret Hart and his reformed Hart Foundation, which was now a pro-Canada stable. Michaels taunted the group and Canada by engaging in such acts, in <coughs> by engaging in acts such as blowing his nose with and humping the Canadian flag. <laughs> Yeah, there but wasn't Ma- a lot of Michaels didn't hump in the 90s. No, it wasn't. No. Michaels later claimed the flag was Hart's, uh, the flag discretion was Hart's idea. Michaels' feud with the Hart Foundation culminated in a championship match at Survivor Series, as we all know, the Montreal Screwjob. And go back and listen to our podcast on that, where he became the WF uh, champion. Michaels now held both the world title and the European Championship at the same time. Michaels dropped the European title to. Uh, Triple H in a farcical match. Sergeant thought he was getting one up on them, putting them in a match against each other, and all Michaels did was lay down for Triple H. Yes, well, we are focusing on DX on the WWE versus WCW podcasts. The next one is at the end of the month, but we will watch this match from Raw. And it is 15th of December, 1997. It's Raw's main event, Legion of Doom versus DX, Triple H and HBK. Yeah, so, I mean, this is kind of, Bonus for everybody following our WWE versus WCW timeline. We did 97 last year with both promotions. Uh, of course, we start for a couple of weeks with uh, Royal Rumble 1998 and catching up with WCW since Starcade 97. So it's big times. And the LOD, a team, uh, are they close to your heart, Dan? Oh, I did enjoy the LOD, yeah. They was, uh, I don't know, they was just a dominating tag. They, uh, I don't know, it's, I think they just worked perfectly together. You know, and they just... Yeah, I think they yeah. was uh, a perfect tag team for me in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. They didn't outshine each other. There wasn't uh, a Jeanette and a Michaels to the team. They were both equals, weren't they? And well, the Jeanette is not dead yet, so... <laughs> no, no, but I mean, that Hawk and Animal, who would you pick? Uh, I liked Hawk. I liked that, I liked Animal, so there you go then. So, But the, the weird thing, X or Triple H and Michaels at this time 
was that there was very few times they actually did team up before Michaels you know, in 1998. We'll get on to that in a second, you know. But it was not many to pick out from. And this one's really interesting for the end. But this December 15th, we watched it on our timeline because it featured a couple of other moments. Austin throwing a title belt in the river was the same episode. And also Untaken Kane confrontation. So a lot was going on at this time. But we are going to see Michaels and Triple H teaming up. And Michaels now definitely looks more veteran-like, doesn't he? He's, he's aged a little bit in the past couple of years. See the uh, the championship run and maybe the success brought from that has kind of <laughs> aged him a little bit. Or even matches like Hell in a Cell. Uh, it's nothing to do with the drink and drugs that he's on. No, it's nothing to do with that at all, or the attitude. Oh, and look at Animal, so strong, pushing Michaels away. And Michael's saying you're grabbing his hair. And guess who's the referee, Dan? Well, none other <laughs> He is perfect score tonight, Earl Hebner. Apart from this, Michael's very first This match. isn't the Michael's special, <laughs> no, is it? It's the L. This Hebner. is the El Hebner special. El Hebner referee special. And how weird, how important El Hebner was to the Montreal screw job as well. We're sure Michael's involved in it. <laughs> it kind of ties it up. Michael's in a bit of trouble tagging in Triple H. Triple H was Hunter Hearst Helms in this kind of Greenwich snob and turned into a degenerate due to being there as part of the clique. Of course, Kevin Nash and um, Diesel were big members. But also, one, two, three kid had a success, didn't he? Alongside him, and Triple H used to carry Michael's bag. So that's yeah. actually how it was. Animal now pushing Triple H away and just showing his power there. Triple H got Animal. Michael's going to the top. Oh, but... now DX double teaming on Animal. Still repping the mallet. Yeah, sort of. fair, fair play, to Animal. He is a bit trapped in the 80s, isn't he? You know, Michael's going to the outside. Oh! Well, he didn't see Hawk come running in there with a clothesline taking Michael's down. Picks him up with a gorilla press. Throws him back in the ring with ease. Like that, an animal <laughs> clotheslines Michaels all the way over the top. Sean hits the barricade. And <laughs> Triple H making sure Michaels are right. Michaels trying to get out of here. <laughs> Triple H pulling him back by his uh, trousers, exposing his backside. He doesn't want any, he doesn't want any LOD. Here's the thing about them. They are tag team. They've been together. So many years, and they're watching these two degenerates disrespecting the sport that they feel they've built up. That's why they want to dish out a bit of punishment to these two guys. And Animal now punched to the midsection of Triple H. Got him in a side headlock. So where did LOD come in our tag teams? Oh, kickbacks, head, and Triple H big knee. Uh, but, I don't know. How many tag teams did we do? 25? Yeah, I think so. 12, 13, 14. Somewhere between 1 and 25 they came. Yeah. Well, uh, no, four and 25. Because <laughs> I know the top yeah. three were Edge, Christian, Michaels. Not Michaels. Michaels is choking. Hawk now behind referee's back. And Triple H there getting Animal to get in. Good tag team by these degenerates in China there. Of course, Rick has done the off-skis, hasn't he? he he's, he's he has, <laughs> yes. He's gone to uh, Pastures New. Uh, DX teaming up. Triple H dropped toe hold. Oh, and a lovely elbow drop to the back. And these two, <laughs> you know... Future multiple-time heavyweight champions teaming up together. It's kind of like a dream team, but before they was dreams. Exactly. This is the, the birth of Triple H's success. Of course, Michael's at this time uh, two-time WF champion. Champion at this point in time as well. Let's not forget that. So, And look, Michael's just paying up to <laughs> Animal, uh, enticing him into the ring so that DX can... I don't know, double-team Hulk. Well, the referee's back is turned. Now, snap, mare, take down. Michael's tags in Triple H. 
big knee by the game or not the game pre-game pre-game uh, order <laughs> pre-order and China the, the porn star looking on no she's not a porn star no it's still yet. a bit manly isn't she but now Michaels and Triple H both in and the degenerate right hands left hands combinations beating down LOD now and again we're back from the break and Hawk is still getting beaten down well, this is the thing that Michaels knows tag team wrestling, teaming up with Marty Jannetty with the Rockers for a good part of his career. So he knows exactly what to do in these matches, teaching Triple H. But Hawk is gradually trying to make it to his corner, picking Michaels up. Now Michaels in serious trouble. Can he get to Triple H or stop Hawk? Well, he chooses to stop Hawk. Irish rips him to the corner, up, but runs into the back of Hawk and comes off just as bad as the LOD team member. Uh, Hawk... Doesn't know where he is. Can he get the tag to Animal? I know where Hawk is. There he is. Animal's in. He comes in, runs through Michaels, runs through Triple H. Clotheslines everywhere. Now Irish ripping Shawn Michaels and... Oh! A lovely power slam. And oh, Billy Gunn's out here with uh, Legion of Doom recently. Animal shoulder blocking Triple H down. And now uh, there's the road dog. And Road Dog's got something in his hand. Oh, Chloroform. and oh, Animal's got Michaels up. Doomsday device, but oh. he's still managing to do so. <laughs> Kicks Triple H away, and then electric chairs Michaels. Oh, and Hawk's been knocked out by New Age Outlaws, and so Earl Hebler can't see a thing. China in. Oh, Lo- Animal, and the referee rings the bell. And China, <laughs> China with the European Championship. They throw Hawk back in the ring. He's been a uh, out with some sort of liquid on a rag and now what they got in their hand looks like a razor and he looks like he's shaved no he's not is he he's going after the mohawk of hawk oh my god this is heinous this is a heinous attack by these other ch- degenerates yeah, these, these outlaws are coming out here michael's and triple h seem to be loving it they are outlaws of the new age and this is sickening the disrespect here of these new guys what they're doing to the Legion of Doom. Well, Michael's saying, oh, wait a minute, we should do something to Animal. And China's got Animal. <laughs> <coughs> All you need is China. Billy Gun Triple H has got Animal, Road Dog and Michaels. And you thought the shield bomb was good. Oh! This is a four-man power bomb. It's the DX bomb. The X bomb. <laughs> oh, my God. New Age Outlaws and DX. Putting Animal through the announce table. Oh, my God, he's going to suck it big time. Look at the destruction of Animal and Hawk. Look at Road Dog pissing himself laughing. Well, we saw Billy Gunn earlier in the Rumble. This is not smoking Billy Gunn anymore. No, it's not. This is degenerate Billy Gunn. And the uh, these de- de- degenerates, Michaels and HBK, are certainly impressed. Yeah, they're not bad. And Michaels going up and saying, that was a good leg drop. Oh, there we go. They were going to celebrate, but I think New Age Outlaws want the WWE title actual WWE title belts and they're dancing their way and they've destroyed the Road Warriors Legion of Doom here tonight Michael saying yeah not, not bad, bad. Not, bad. <laughs> not bad and we would know what the New Age Outlaws would do I mean they said at the time Michaels was thinking about adding the New Age Outlaws but because they were so good by themselves he thought they'd just leave it they kind of turned out to be the right decision in the end but uh, I thought it was an interesting moment maybe some people might not know about. Uh, and then we move on. <gasps> when we move on, and of course, we go to the... Um, 
Well, it is the Royal Rumble 1998, and that's basically going to be our next event. Well, not our next event. It will be in two weeks' time when we look at the Royal Rumble. And one of the last matches is Shawn Michaels. is Shawn Michaels versus Yante in a casket match. Yeah, Shawn Michaels suffered a serious back injury in a casket match against Yante at Rumble 98. And eventually we'll watch the week before the Rumble of Weekend. Well, speaking of Rumble Weekend, we are live on Saturday the 27th at 11pm for the NXT TakeOver kickoff. And then at 10pm Sunday night for our Royal Rumble pre-show. <coughs> uh, so we've got to start plugging it. Yeah, we've got to start plugging it. So, a bit more detail of what actually happened in the Royal Rumble match, Dan. This rendered Michaels unable to compete in the main event of the following months, No Way Out of Texas in Your House, as advertised, and forced him into retirement a night after losing the WWF World Heavyweight Championship to Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14. As special guest enforcer Mike Tyson turned on DX and Michaels, which allowed Austin to gain victory. Well, after being away for nearly four months, Michaels would make a surprise for Jeff as a guest commentator on the July 13th episode of Rory's War. Michaels would continue to make non-wrestling appearances on WWF programming, and on November 23rd, he replaced Sergeant Slaughter as the commissioner. A betrayed matchmaker and rule enforcer eventually joining Vince McMahon's group of wrestlers called The Corporation as a villain. Well, throughout the late 1998 and early 1999s, <coughs> throughout the late 98s and early 99s, Michaels made regular television in which he scheduled matches, thrown around his authority and sometimes even deciding the outcome of matches. On January the 4th, 1999 episode of Raw is War, on January the 4th, 1999 episode of Rory's War, Michaels rejoined DX as a fan favourite, but disappeared from WWF television for a few weeks to have back surgery. And by the time he returned, DX was on the way of dissolving within the next couple of months. Well, Michaels made occasional appearances as the commissioner during the spring and summer of 99, but remained absent from television after August until May 15th, 2000, when he returned on Roy's Ward to declare himself the special guest referee for the Rock vs. Triple H Ironman match at Judgment Day. One month later, Michael briefly reappeared on Raw to hand over the role commissioner to Mick Foley and after another appearance in October, he did not make any ring appearances until mid-2002, although he appeared briefly on television to make a speech at WF Mageddon in December 2000. Michaels also had no part at all in the Invasion storyline. Believing that his wrestling career was over, Michaels was interested in training individuals who wanted to become professional wrestlers. He saw potential in using his name and opened the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy. In 1999, after his lawyer, Skip McCormack, suggested the idea, Michaels left the academy in 2002, giving co-founder Rudy Boy Gonzalez sole responsibility due to Michaels' new contract with WWE. Michaels was also a sportscaster for San Antonio's local news for a short period during his retirement. Yeah, so, I mean, was that it for sure, Michaels, then? You know, was the wrestling career finally over? Of course it wasn't. And at some point in time, we'll bring you the second part of the Shawn Michaels profile, but that leaves it, I think, perfectly there. We are going to be watching Shawn Michaels' last two matches. Like I said, at the Rumble against John Taker, we've got coming up in a couple of weeks in the casket match, and then finally at WrestleMania 14, we're going to see him against Shawn Michaels. And it was interesting, No Way Out, he said in February, he missed out on that match. It was going to be New Age Outlaws with Triple H and Michaels. He missed out. Guess who replaced Shawn Michaels at the paper? Savio Vega replaced him. That's how great it was at the time. Going against the LAD, Austin and uh, Ken Shamrock. 
But anyway, we talk about loads of matches he had. We just got a few honourable mentions here, Dan, haven't we? Uh, these, these are just a few of the uh, the best Michaels matches we found, obviously up until his return in two thousand and two. Um, we've got the Midnight Rockers versus the Midnight Express, the AWA ESPN Championship Wrestling. 24 for the first, 1988. Yeah, all these are on the W Network as well. You've got the Rockers versus the Intruder and I, Mark Sharp. WF Superstars, uh, 18 for the sixth, 1988. Michael's WWE match. We've got the Rockers versus the Brain Busters, WWF MSG live show, 23rd of the first, 89. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart from Superstars, which is 21st of July, 1992. Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam, 1993. And people forget about this match, probably because it's so early in Sean's career. But it's a very fun match. A match we have watched on the podcast well, Shawn Michaels and Diesel versus British Bulldog and Yokozuna in your house free triple header. Shawn Michaels became the second man to win the Royal Rumble for consecutive years. The first being Hulk Hogan in 1990 and 1991. Yeah, that was Rumble 96. Also, 96 Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty on Raw. Well, that was the uh, 1st of July. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Psycho Sid at the Royal Rumble, 97. Shawn Michaels would make a return to WWF after losing his WWF championship a few months earlier to Psycho Sid at Survivor Series. God, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Uh, In his hometown of San Antonio, Texas, to reclaim the WWF championship. And that's the match we watched, uh, well, that's the pay-per-view we watched last year, go back and listen to that. And a few accomplishments. Well, he got Feud of the Decade, 2000-2000, that's not good. Match of the Year, 93 to 96. That's how good he was. He got a match of the year from 93 through to 96. Well, you think that's good? He was ranked number one of the top 500 wrestlers in the PWI 500 in 1996. But anyway, let us know your thoughts on the show, what your favourite matches were, and what matches you would have picked as well. And up next, we got the WNR 138, the network review for January 2018. And don't forget, WNR live shows January the 27th at 11pm, takeover kickoff, and January the 28th, WWE Royal Rumble 2018 pre-show at 10pm. Yeah, so that is everything Shawn Michaels, I think, covered. Dan, final thoughts on Shawn Michaels' early career for what we saw at the very start to basically the end of 1998. Well, yeah, um, it just goes to show that he was certainly an innovator of matches. You know, he was the first this, the first that, the first the other. And, you know, it just goes goes to show he was just great, really, in the ring. Mm. He was a brilliant performer, told a brilliant story. His offense wasn't anything spectacular, but, you know, he'd take risks. He'd do what's necessary in the match. And, you know, as as far as acting goes as well, I think he was a great actor. Yeah, I, I think it is, you know, people ask, who is the greatest performer of all time? I mean, it's very difficult to argue against Shawn Michaels after you go back and watch a selection of just because, even though, like I said, with the offense, it delivered something different in every match that we watched. You know, the first ladder match with Bret Hart, the kind of technical side to it, the kind of rivalry he brought with Razor Ramon, the kind of hardcore style with Diesel, the head in the cell, which is absolutely brutal. And, and every time kind of evolving and changing that Shawn Michaels character as well. I mean, uh, it's, it was a pleasure going back and watching every match, wasn't it? You know, like to to see throughout his, his career in the 90s how good he was and that kind of attitude of being able to back it up. You know, outside he was a complete nightmare and also with a click and DX and all these other yeah. things. But when he went in, he could deliver a five-star match. 
you know, or deliver a performance every time. And that's why we called him, like, the main event, the headliner. The showstopper. The, the showstopper, the icon that can still go, all these things, because he did back it up, you know? Yeah. And, you know, for someone who started his career that early on as well, and you can see the transformation of him as well as a young buck, with Minetti as part of the Midnight Rockers to, you know, cementing himself and cementing a legacy and, you know, a well-deserved Hall of Fame career. So don't forget to contact us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're also on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Yes, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google Plus, send us an email, the WNL Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast there. We've got clips going up there. Also, podcasts go at the same time to other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got live shows, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. That's it. I have been James Rones, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks for listening for the first, to the first podcast of 2018. Bye. <laughs>